Coming up on episode 39 of Nosebleed Seats, Cowboys lose, unfortunately. So it's another group therapy session. The Canes win, so Eric is happy. We get weird with Wolchuk. We hit the E spot. We recap how the Yodas did, and we get more predictions from the Yodas. So stick around. For some nosebleed seats, the show everyone can afford to listen to. Piss off, Eric. Walter's a bitch. Shut up. It's about that time for some nosebleed seats to show everyone can afford to listen to. It is episode 39. 39, Walchuck? Yeah. That is exciting. I got a shout out to my guy, man. One of the very few well-respected Miami Dolphins of all time, Larry Zonka. Larry Zonka. Got to do it, man. Larry, yes. Part of that 72 undefeated team. When the when the white running backs were at an all-time, I mean, they were just all over the place. And Still he was are. cream of the crop. Still are. Oh, that's we'll right. Your that boy. Later. There's Your a white P running partner. back having tremendous High school success. P partner. Was it high school? High school P partner. It was high school. Yeah. Right after fourth period at the good old Plano Senior High. I'll go Steven Jackson. 39 Steven Jackson. Oregon State. First round draft pick. Or second round pick, I should say, of the Rams. He fell out of the first. I was pushing hard for the Cowboys to draft him that year. They ended up trading out. They took Julius Jones out of Notre Dame. Wow. Steven Jackson Man, this was way is, better, dude. Uh, Steven Jackson was way better. A stud in Notre Dame. Another team cool. that'll play a play a role in today's show. Babs, no doubt about it. Babs upset because we didn't choose Willie Parker, his beloved Steelers, thirty nine. Speedy Willie Parker. But I feel like we chose better ones. We did. We just picked better players. It's like Bab. What are you talking about? Yeah. I think uh, one's on. Is Zonk in the hall? Is he in the he's hall? Gotta be in the hall, right? Get out of here, Walter. Yeah, of course, in he's in the hall. Thing is, will the Dolphins ever be good again? That's what I want to know. We'll get to that in a little bit. We're in the middle right now as we record this. We're in the middle of like a 39-7 to beatdown right now by the Panthers. By the Panthers. Hey, team's in a hunt to win a division title. I don't even care about the Dolphins. So can we, we do we even have to talk? We don't even have to talk about it. We don't have to talk about it. We don't have to talk about them. You're, you're, you're off on the Dolphins. Being yes, wagon. done. Done. I got another team in Miami that uh that I get to watch. All right, a little bit of foreshadowing watch there. Flourish. No Split Seats Podcast, episode 39. Zach Wolchuk alongside Eric Giafalo, producer Bam. It is not a victory show, ladies and gentlemen. It is not. Really? No no uh, Weedham Boys? No. no. What? No, there's no Weedham Boys today. Gosh, in dude. In fact, it is just, uh, it is actually just sadness as the Dallas Cowboys fell to the Atlanta Falcons 27-7 on the road. But NFC East Yoda... Said it was going to be fine. He said everything was going to be fine. Yeah, NFC Yoda seemed real confident that Zeke was going to be playing, and he got my hopes up high. Dang it. And I was thinking, victory. Don't have to worry about this court settlement. Zeke is playing. It's good to go. Excuse me. Got a cleared throat. Fleming M over here. Just talking about this really makes me emotional. Uh, so I now, get it, dude. I mean, NFC East, he, br- he got your hopes up. And broke He's a bleep hole. Freaking bleep hole of the week. NFC East, yo, to that guy. Jerk. What a D-bag, what a jerk, dude. Right? He, had every, he had us all fooled. Freaking jerk. You'll get to talk to him later. So, my Dallas Cowboys uh, really struggled. And I think all, all you really need to know, Bab, this is going to be cut 64. By the way, Bab's been... Gr- <laughs> 
poor Bab's been sitting here. He had to fight through one of the worst college basketball games in the history of college basketball games tonight. He's running the board for the Mean Green. They were down 25-2. to two. He's running the board. He said there was a record-breaking amount of foul calls. The game got delayed. He's been sitting in this studio just just brooding for like Schmetzing four hours took now. Us off. So he, he, the last place he wants to be is here. He's got homework. He's multitasking. But thank God. We got our system running again. Bab's got the he's got the dual thing. I don't know. It's some technology stuff he's, he's got going over he's there. Trying to make it work. Yeah, man. He's just juggling so much stuff right now. Oh, oh! As to you that, can huh? see, our friends listen are back. That. Jeez, Mike, you won't just lay off that stuff. No, dude. and uh, well, Mike was probably after watching the Cowboys play on Sunday. Yeah, ugh. What a, what a, no, I think he was doing that in celebration of the great Canes celebration on, on Saturday night. A letdown on Sunday after he watched not one, not two, not three, not four. Is this a heat joke, you D-bag? Really? Cut 64, bad. Second and three at the 34. Prescott. Oh, Claiborne got a hand on it. Loose ball, and Atlanta has recovered. Tack McKinley has recovered it. And hey. Claiborne knocked it loose. And that, that will be six. Six sacks on the day. That whole that whole piece of audio has to just kill you because not only is that six sacks for Mr. Claiborne, who, like, got all his incentives or whatever in one in that entire game. $750,000 to Adrian Claiborne. His season's worth of performance bonuses. <laughs> oh, my God. He got in that one in game. In one game. And honestly, Thank you, Chaz Green. Yeah, he needs to give Chaz Green a 20% tip. For whatever gratuity, that, man, he's got, got it. to. He's got to give Chaz a little something. And Chaz earned it, really. I mean, and it's, all, it's Bell, rightfully Chaz's. It should be Chaz's. Byron Bell can get a little sprinkle in there for his fourth quarter attempt at blocking. But that clip of audio, man, oh. that's that's your quarterback falling down for the sixth time, uh, making, for making Adrian Claiborne the richest man to ever live in a like a 30 second time span make his years worth of incentives just insane and then you hear tack mckinley on the fumble recovery like oh man could have had him right? no couldn't have couldn't have he couldn't got have? picked i believe the selection ahead of us uh ahead of the cowboys oh that's right the that's right and then he had up. his uh episode about his grandma and he brought yes. that portrait yes okay i guess maybe it's maybe it's all right you right before tack. the taco pick but man that taco pick just looks worse if that would have been tj watt on the fumble recovery that would have just been the the worst audio you could possibly hear as a cowboys fan certainly would have but it wasn't but still bad still bad no doubt about it so I, I got the notebook out, and this one is just chalked up of mostly negatives, not a lot of positives. Well, listen, man, you see things that others don't, so I'm I'm ready to just dive. I'm ready to go balls deep. So I'm here be we go. Kowalchuk's notebook from the 27 to seven beatdown of the Dallas Cowboys in Atlanta. Ooh, stings. First mark, not much in run game early, <laughs> or late, or yeah, ever really. That didn't change. Actually, 4.8 a carry is what I heard. That's not terrible. Okay, I'll get to that later. Dez involved in quick passing game. First drive. That didn't last long either. Chaz Green destroyed by Adrian Claiborne. That lasted the whole game. That was all, that was the entire afternoon. Anthony Hitchens knocked Freeman out on second play offensively for the Falcons. Great hit. Freeman died on the field for a second then. Uh, if you, dead. I mean, he was literally, no, he was cold. He went limp. He literally, there was a second there where Devontae Freeman was dead, and that was a homicide thanks to Anthony Hitchens. So he leaves the game. Now there's still Tevin Coleman, so that's all right. Ends up, drive, concludes Anthony Brown. Great coverage, tip drill, boom. Xavier Woods, who's coming on, 
Xavier Woods, we knew he would. He's playing better and better. Hollywoods. Great interception sets up Dallas. First down and in the red zone. Things are looking up. Dak runs it in for a touchdown. Oh, yeah, things are good. NFC Yoda called it, man. Woo! Seven to nothing. Brilliant. Cowboys are rolling. Defense is looking good. We don't need Zeke. It's cool. We're getting the ball. Average starting field position in the first half is like the own 45. We don't need Zeke. We don't need Tyron. We don't need Sean Lee. We don't Lee. need anybody. Who cares? So, later on in this one, it just became the Adrian Claiborne, Brooks Reed, whoever you want to call it. It was just a pass rush fest, and the Cowboys are stuck in third and long all game. Was that Adrian Claiborne, or was that Predator? I think it might have been Predator. That looked like Predator. Mixed with Alien. You know that one? The, the one You've seen that with Apollo Creed. Thor and Hulk. And Terminator was in that Terminator movie. Terminator was in there, too. You name and it. Predator. All golfed in one, and Chaz Green just looked there and, and stood there and couldn't do anything. And people are calling, why didn't the Cowboys give him help? I'll tell you what. The Cowboys didn't give Chaz Green nearly enough help. There's no excuse. That's on the coaching staff. But when they did, and they did, it's not like they didn't. The chips just weren't well executed. And Gosh, I, I hate when the chips don't get executed, You've dude. got a running back in there in pass pro, or they're leaving Jonathan Cooper over there in support, and Chaz Green just misses his assignment. Instead of just having outside container where he's got support from Cooper inside, he goes inside. Whoop! There goes Claiborne around the edge, and Chaz Green's Chris Berman made an appearance, ladies and gentlemen. In, right? Oh, he's speed like he stole something again. Here we go. Keith Smith, we're going to put you out for a screen. You're responsible for chipping in support. Then go out there in the flat. What does he do? I'm going to lightly graze the end. I'm out here ready for the catch. Nothing. Zeke Elliott is missed because people overly in pass protection. Zeke throws his entire body into people in pass pro, man. Defensive ends coming around the edge. They're watching film all week, and they're thinking, dear God, they keep 21 into block. This dude's coming for a kidney shot every time I'm rushing the passer. Zeke prides himself in pass protection. Alfred Morris struggled. Keith Smith didn't do diddly-poo. Rod Smith is running backwards for first downs. It was not good. You got to love it that. It was not good. That Keith Smith, that old-fashioned fool him with the fullback screen on third and 12 they had on, like, the second yeah. drive of the game. It, it, it's unbelievable. That was the beautiful. situation. And they ran two screens that I counted the entire game. So you're getting beat up the field by a terrible pass rush. What's a remedy to try and slow that down? Screens. The screen game. Take advantage of them rushing upfield, catch them on a screen, boom, nothing. They ran two. Honestly, I was surprised that one to Keith. Uh, Keith Smith didn't really go for six. It didn't, did not work. Oh, here we go. Bryce Butler. thought that was a guaranteed first down. The play that Bryce Butler made off the left sideline where he had a nice catch. Yeah, that, well, because the that, sun wasn't there, man. The sun wasn't there, sure. If, oh, we can go back to that last week. I'm over that Hashtag game Hashtag need some curtains. This game was in Atlanta. They had the curtains. You know what? Their Good news for this Sunday. Correctly. Good news for this Sunday. It's a night game. It is. I don't no know sun. Don't help. have to worry about it. But it is a night game. Lights so, might be brighter, though. But the play on the Butler catch, they did a good job in support of Chaz Green. The running back chipped. Chazzy Chaz making plays. Things are looking up, man. Predator can't. Predator's got nothing on Chaz Green. Next play, though, following drive, uh, Cowboys go for a fake punt. Chris mm. Jones, beautiful ball, hits Bryce Butler, but wait. Uh-oh. Bryce pushed off. So, nah, 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 doesn't count. Can't doesn't blame count. the sun beautiful there, Bryce. play call. I love the aggressiveness. What is going on with Red J? But nap doesn't count. Cowboys averaged 1.9 yards rushing on first down in the first half. Actually, I think that's a play. I think I wrote that down wrong. 1.9 yards a snap on first down in the first half. This is a team that is used to lining up on first down, turning around, putting it in the belly of Ezekiel Elliott, 
Watch him go for four to six yards. Belly. And now you're set up. Second down and four. Second down and five. All right, here we go. The Cowboys are in third and eight plus all game long. Dak Prescott is running for his life out there. He's doing everything he can. He's got to be Superman. He's got no freaking help. Offense, it's not just you, though. The defense showed flashes. Hitchens had a good game. Lawrence he had some killed moments. killed a guy, remember? David Irving had some moments. I even thought Malik Collins did a good job getting upfield a little bit. Overall, wasn't enough. Second half drive. Atlanta gets the ball. This defense looks lifeless. I know Sean Lee gets hurt in this game early on with like 3.40 to go in the first quarter. That hammy. We, hey, we talked about it, Walchick. I mean, Freaking we pride ourselves issues, on our man. medical on our medical knowledge. We knew. We said Sean Lee's going to be bothered uh, by this all year. And I get We got ahead know, of it. Sean Lee's the guy. We've talked numerous times. He is the most undervalued player in all of sports. Yep. Defensive MVP candidate with what he does. See, I mean, he is a huge difference maker for this defense. But you are still NFL players. Really? Go out there and at least attempt to stop somebody. This team got to third down. Atlanta converts. Third down. Atlanta converts. I mean, these are long, time-consuming drives, and the Cowboys, with very little resistance, are just watching Atlanta score all over them. The offense felt like they were barely on the field in the second half. Jalen Smith's running out there with one freaking leg, ladies and gentlemen. Man, what are they doing? And Justin Durant was left inactive because they wanted to keep an extra defensive line. No. You, that's that's a that's a mess up in coaching strategy right there. People want to talk about the coaching staff. They didn't make any adjustments. They got out coached. I'm not going to argue with you, but right there, just setting your active roster for game day. You know, Sean Lee is not quite 100%. He's battling a hammy. That can go out at any time. Have another linebacker ready to go because right now, if Jalen Smith has to trail a play, if he's got to go out there in coverage, he can't run, man. He's handicapped out there. You are putting him in position to fail. Damian Wilson just hasn't worked out. He's not that good. And Anthony Hitchens is the only guy out there that can line anybody up. The sad part about the fact that you say Jalen Smith is handicapped out there is you're not even exaggerating. Like, that dude literally drives around. He gets to park in a handicapped parking. How can he play on Sundays he gets to park in a handicapped parking? Offensive line started, He's gimping uh, around. started to run block a little. Oh, he is. It's bad. They started to run block a little bit in the third quarter. They have a good drive. What happens? He gets killed because of a Chaz Green. No, that was Devontae Freeman blow up. who got killed. No, he, he did too, but so did Chaz Green. Really? Multiple Figuratively, deaths. literally, it was terrible. Heads, faces eaten on the field. I don't even know where Chaz Green is well, right now. Predator was there. It was bad. Byron Bell, he didn't do much either. It was terrible. And as soon as well, the offense. What do you expect Byron Bell to do? As soon as the offense gets anything going. What happens? Oh, my God. A sack takes you out of field goal. Well, you're in field goal range, and then you miss your first 40, under 40-yard 40 kick, and God knows how long. Mike Nugent, boom, off the crossbar. Must have been so shocking for Cowboys fans yesterday. You're sitting there used to having, like, the best kicker and the best offensive line and the best running back in football. You blink your eyes, and all of them are gone. And not only are they gone, but their backups freaking blow. It's terrible. They, they're and, not They're not good at all. And I get the Sucks. argument. I get the argument. Okay, you're out an all-pro in Tyron. You're out an all-pro in Zeke. You're out an all-pro in Sean Lee. You don't just, these guys don't grow on trees. There's going to be a drop-off in whoever you put in there. No, but was there like a moment when you were listening and watching that game where it was like a whirlwind where it just hit you in the face of realization where, like physically, where you said, ow, that hurt? Because I just realized I don't have the best kicker, best running back, and best offensive line in football. It was right before the half where the Cowboys are driving to try and tie the game at 10. I figured it would be right there. And that gets depleted, balls yeah. loose, fumble, and then coming out of the second half, it, it literally, and I said it earlier, it felt lifeless. Like, it just felt like the Cowboys 
had lost all hope. There was a glimmer with the drive that they had in the third quarter, and then you missed the field goal. And from there on, it was just like this team shut down and collapsed on themselves, and I don't know that things are turning around anytime soon. You've got to get Tyron Smith back, and then we'll see. Rod Smith, this team's excited about him. I guess he's a practice darling. I didn't see much from Rod. Mm. I'd like to see more Darren McF- I, I don't know. This team, without <laughs> Zeke, I'm The desperation. You, I'm, no, I'm laughing, but I, I feel no, I, I can is, feel the genuine you're, sadness. You're five and four now. You're playing the team ahead of you is eight and one, seven and one. You've got two games left against them. You're without your best defensive player, your best offensive player, and I said it, and I love Dak Prescott, but Zeke Elliott now let it out is the guy that just adds a swagger, a confidence. Just he is the engine that makes stuff go. He makes everything easier for the entire offense. He Keep makes the going, line man. better. He helps in pass protection, like we talked about, which is overrated. He's a safety valve for Dak. He's just something that defenses have to pay attention to at all times. He's not there. And you've got serviceable backs. Morris has had success. They like the talent of Rod Smith. We haven't seen it yet, but maybe it'll be there. McFadden's had success in the past. They're not Ezekiel Elliott, and he's not walking through that door. And if you don't have Tyron Smith, good freaking luck, because they need to be on the phone calling somebody because the two dudes you've got right now in your in your locker room can't play on Sundays. And you are lying to yourself if you think Dak Prescott and the other four dudes on that line have any freaking faith in Chaz Green or Byron Bell to come in and play after a week's worth of practice. That dude's confidence has to be completely shot, and you can't put him back on the field anytime soon. So there's tons of question marks right now. Listen, tons. keep going. I, I don't think this is. I think this has been really good for you. I, no, I think no, you need this. No idea what we're gonna see on Sunday night from the Cowboys. That's I, what we got. I NFC don't want to act like though. the sky is falling here because I don't know. They could come back next week and have a recovery game, play competitively, maybe upset the Eagles because the Eagles are gonna be favored now. There's no doubt about that. But man, it's gonna be tough without Sean Lee. And had Tyron Smith, who I would assume is going to play, the Cowboys said coming into this one they hoped it was a one-week injury. But just like Lee in that hamstring, a groin, that can give out at you at any time. So at any point in that football game, you might think you got Tyron Smith, but that thing bends the wrong way or he moves suddenly, twitches. You never know with these things. And it could be over with. And next thing you know, you got 79 back out on the field and everyone's crapping their pants because, ooh, Dak Prescott might not survive another one. There's a lot of questions, and this game was brutal to watch, but we'll have to move forward and see how the Cowboys play against the Eagles, dude, and I'm scared Keep going, to man. Death. Keep, this is so good for you. Like, I'm just watching you, and it's like I, I can literally see how much this is helping you. Like, you need this right now. I guess I need it. I know. This is so good for you, dude. It's good to vent, and it's good to let it out, but it's just it. you're, you're watching. It's like a fan literally watching his team's dreams fade right before your eyes in your, in your own dreams right yeah because all i want is success for the cowboys man i know all dude. i want is a championship and this team after last week you're thinking they're one of the best teams in the league last week's game the defense was great they put together four quarters of brilliance and then all of a sudden in a week boom no zeke no tyron no lee what the hell's happening what team are they can they win another game this year until zeke returns I don't know the answer to that question. Draft season? I don't know. Here we come. It's looking closer and closer, and I hate to say it. I hate to face that kind of reality. I don't want to believe that, and I won't believe it until it's mathematically eliminated. You don't have to, man. But 
you now don't have a tiebreaker versus the Falcons, who are also five and four. Mm. You don't have a tiebreaker versus the Packers, who are five and four. Oh, Hunley and them boys. And you're you're playing for the wild card, where you've got the Panthers also playing for it because the the Saints are now running away with that. Saints. You got the Seahawks seemingly oh, playing for a wild card berth because the Rams are running away with that division. It seems the Lions are in the hunt as well. There's so much congestion there, and I don't know that the Cowboys will be able to sustain it, and we're going to have to wait and see. Deep breath. Like, man, just the weight of the world feels like it just jumped right off your shoulders, it's dude. Good to get, it's good to get into the safe space and just be able to vent. Yeah, you, no, dude, like I said, that was, that was medicinal for you, dude. It like, was. that was doctor, what, exactly what the doctor ordered, man. Like, I think you're on the fast track to recovery. Thank you. I'm already feeling better. I just feel so bad because last week, this time last week, you were literally, you had the Victory Chub carryover, like, into the show. It was, like, literally in my face. Everything was perfect this time last week. Now, perfect. everything is on the verge of disaster. It's amazing what a week in the NFL does, dude. Like, literally, you go from on top of the world, defense is the defense is good. Not only good, the defense might be damn good. We just smothered the best offense in football. Nope. Sean Lee goes down. Who do you have kicking field goals now? Mike Dear Nugent. God, Mike Nugent. It's just a sad, I mean, seven days have literally 360 degrees. Suck the life out of me. That's right, man. That's all right. I'm here for you. Uh, NFC Yoda maybe brings good news maybe. today. Who knows? I mean, you obviously got a lot... You probably need to talk to him about, but you know, it's not over till it's over. It's not over till it's over. It's not over till the fat lady sings. And I hope the best for the Dallas Cowboys this coming Sunday night. I hope the best for Devontae Freeman and his family. Me too. I think he was just diagnosed with a concussion. He's still alive and well. Really? But, uh, I, don't okay. know, I don't know. That, Is that confirmed? It's confirmed. Okay. I don't know when he's going to play again. Though. It could be a multiple week injury. Or walk again. I think he's going to walk fine. Let's not scare people at home. Okay. Nosebleed Seats Podcast, Zach Wilczyk, Eric Chiafalo, producer, Bam. Thank you for allowing me to vent with my Cowboys reaction to their loss against the Falcons. And we now know that Eric has checked out of anything Dolphins related as they continue to get their booties. Do we have a score update? Right now. Do we have a, a score update? Like, we're recording this in the middle of the Dolphins beatdown. Last, like, it looked, it was like 30 something to seven. What do you think? I think it we're is? on the fast track to like a top nine pick. What do you think the score is? I think it's, by now, it's probably 45 to 7. Ooh, you are almost spot on. 45 to 14. Really? We got another one. Hopefully it was Jarvis Landry. 45. He's on my fantasy squad. To 14. The butt snorkelers are not doing well, by the way. For I know I know we got a lot of listeners out there that have a lot invested in the butt snorkelers. And oh, they Not scored. looking good. Not another looking good. Another Dolphins touchdown. Sorry Jarvis, to interrupt you. Jarvis, Jarvis. Um, let me find out. The 40, butt snorkelers are hinging. This is live nosebleed seats podcast. Uh, play by play. Trying this to is... look up what the hell happened in this Monday night football game. As this I... is good radio. Yeah, this is great. Well, I look this. Oh, it was Jarvis has two touchdowns. Jarvis has two. No, no, no. He's, he just scored Sports. this one. He just scored this one. But snorkelers, it's comeback season. Kenyon Drake has a touchdown. KD. Jarvis KD. has a touchdown. Those are those are the two. Wow, man. That's exciting stuff. We're putting up points, huh? Yeah. 45-21. Oh, okay. Julius Thomas has one. Okay, so Jarvis Landry has how many? One. one. Wow. Thanks. Jarvis, five catches, 42 I you yards, just said a two. touchdown. No. I said Kenyon Drake has one. Jarvis has one. And then they don't have Julius Thomas listed on this box score, but I remember watching before we left to head to the studio. 
we saw the Julius Thomas shovel tough shovel pass touchdown. The shuffle tuffle. The shuffle tuffle. The shuffle cuffle. What was that thing that they did in Cincinnati? The shuffle. Oh, the uh, Z- the Iggy Ziggy shuffle. Yeah, the, the yeah the Ziggy shuffle. Whatever or the Iggy it was. Shuffle. The Iggy shuffle. That's right. It was the Iggy shuffle. God, I sounded so stupid right there. Yeah. Yeah, you really did. You made oh, me sound stupid, too. So we'll we'll recap some more of the NFL stuff later on. But at this time of the show, I look across the room into the big, beautiful brown eyes of Eric Chiafalo, and I say, Eric. Not brown, jerk. Let's hit the e-spot, brother. Mm. You can't help but get happy when you hear that. Oh, I'm jiving. I mean, come on. That is some good stuff. And I'm sorry for all of our biggest L biggest dub fans. Just trying to trying to keep workshopping this hit the E spot, man. And gosh, it feels so good when you hit the E spot. So I just had to double up on it again. We introduced it last week. So let's have some more fun with it this week. And and Bab, like we said, he's got all his things working, so life is good for him. He can play all the sounds, all the glitz and the glamour. He likes to play with things. By the way, Bab's wearing his Astros championship hat. I think, are you wearing the, Bab, are you wearing the championship underwear as well? Wasn't that a package deal? Where's the Korea jersey? He's nodding his head, yes. Well, he said, where's the Korea jersey? He just said, to hell with a shirt. He's just going championship hat, no shirt. He actually. Like a true champion that he is. Framed his nipples, nipple hairs into the Houston Astros. Oh, yeah. Wait, we didn't already, we didn't lead the show with that? No, I we thought should've. we led the show with that. I just now noticed. No, man, that's all over the web, dude. Yeah, that that thing is. went viral, yeah. bro. Yeah. Championship nips. Mm. Champion nips. You sexy bastard. Bab, you Bab. sexy. Gosh damn it. That, did, that, I mention, did I mention the No Sleet Seats podcast with Zach Walsh, Eric Chief, following sexy producer Bab? I don't know, but if you didn't, I'm glad you just did. Let's hit the e-spot, guys. Let's I mean, do gosh, it finally. It. Here we this go. This intro took too long. Derek Wolf. Remember, you got Cowboys fans remember Derek Wolf. He was that wolf that swallowed Dak Prescott like six times. When did week, that happen? Week two. Oh, that game happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tend to forget that about that game, but thank you. For don't blame you. Well, don't worry, because the Broncos and, and Derek a Wolf, they have gone south, man. Yeah, they, they sucked. They really sucked. They sucked. Uh, what ha- I thought those guys were, when they dominated the Cowboys. Uh, they went 3-0. Like I thought they were like, okay, that's a team to beat in the AFC. Boy, was I wrong. Shouldn't have uh, believed in Trevor Seaman. Well, Derek Wolf gets lunch pail guy of the week for his comments after the Broncos got their bleeps kicked by the Patriots last night. So he gets asked, we're like, hey, Derek, uh, what's the problem, man? Are you guys not working hard enough? You guys not prepping hard enough during the week, Derek? I'm going to go in tomorrow. and I'm gonna... It's not that preparation. Preparation is the last issue we have. We practice so hard. We study hard. We watch extra film. So we're doing hard. everything we possibly can. I'm going to go in tomorrow and I'm going to do heavy back squats. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're all doing everything we possibly can to get better and to be the best we can. So, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I just want to let you all know. That is so brilliant. I'm going to go in tomorrow and I'm going to do heavy back squats. I am doing heavy back squats tomorrow, so don't ask me about prep work. <laughs> just want to let you know. I'm going in tomorrow. I'm doing heavy back squats. So, we're doing everything we can to make sure we got strength in our lower body. I'm going to go in tomorrow and I'm going to do heavy back squats. To stop the run. I'm gonna, <laughs> tomorrow I'm going to do heavy back squats. In order to give ourselves a better chance to win on Sunday, I'm doing heavy back squats tomorrow. What do you think we're doing? Preparation? 
That's the last thing we're I'm worried about. Technique. I'm practicing my heavy back squats. That is the greatest thing, Derek Wolf. You are lunch pail guy of the week. You do those back squats, man, and you do got that tight rear end. I got to give it to you. Does you, he? you are doing those back squats. He's got a rear end and a half. Well, half a rear end. Rear end and a half. And a half. It's a saying. There's a kitten that needs a butthole. Can he send that half to the kitten? The thing is too big. This is a wolf butthole. Remember, this isn't a cat butthole. This but it's is a, half this is a, of one. Yeah, half a so wolf butthole. So the half butthole. might fit on the cat and the cat. I don't know, dude. Wolf butthole is much, much bigger. Is it? Do you have experience? <laughs> Tons. Tons, man. Let's carry on. Notre Dame defensive coordinator. Notre Dame got their bleeps kicked by the Hurricanes this weekend, and boy, was it joyous. But before the game... The Notre Dame defensive coordinator, no, I don't know his name because his defense sucks and Hold he on. sucks and his team sucks. Do you know his name? No. Wow. Notre Dame defensive coordinator. That's who he is. But snorkelers. And he is going to be, he is, he is false hope of the week for his pregame speech to his god-awful Notre Dame defense. The turnover team and the Miami defense and how they swarm and how they run and how great they are. And yeah, I'm fucking sick of it. I'm sick of it. You go out tonight, you show the world what this fucking group is all about. You hear me? They can have the chain. We get in the fucking ring. Well, that was not appropriate. Catholics were not. Are they supposed to be saying those words? I don't think that they should be saying that at all. They should not be saying those words. I think that that's appropriate in front of a seventh grade hockey team. It's not appropriate in front of a Catholic football team. You are so right, my friend. Well, that's why he gets false hope of the week, because he's talking about, we're going to take the turnover chain. We're going to be awesome. We're gonna... Really, dude? Your defense showed the world on on Saturday how bad they really are, and you guys got smoked. So that pregame speech, all for nothing, Notre Dame defensive coordinator, false hope of the week. Miami wins the game! Thank you, oh, hey, Michael Irvin. Funny you showed up, man, because you're actually getting bleep talker of the week. Oh, Mike. Yeah, so this so this is after the Hurricanes beat the crap out of that Notre Dame awful defense. Oh, they won. Yeah, they, you're dang right, didn't you, man, Michael? I didn't even watch because Football Yoda said Notre Dame would win. Yeah, Football Yoda doesn't know what he's talking he's about. He's a moron. He might be dumber than NFC East Yoda. He should I don't really know. get bleep. They should get Neither bleep one of those of the guys. week together. Those dudes can just go live in their own little Yoda conquer ship yeah they're pretty bad those lost guys it lost it those guys are really bad damn it well michael irvin of the uh or michael irvin of the week bleep talker of the week should always just be the michael irvin of the week award that's a fair so point there we go that's you, a fair you, point you got it down after the game sunday morning he's walking into nfl game day morning and he's just talking to his camera he's got his miami hurricanes hat on and he's just bleep talking and that's why he gets bleep talker of the week so hey michael irvin what you got hey to the you fam Yo, what's up? Oh, that's Rich right there. Rich Eisen. See right there? I'm already. I just got to work. <laughs> coming to work the right way. What? Rich pulling up, but I need him to come inside. What? Me too. So we can do this right. Got to. In front of everybody. <laughs> wow, I didn't know this the was weird. The only way to do it. I really. All of you that man, said. I didn't know this was oh, weird, man. Oh, not for real. For real? Ha! <laughs> they the people in Notre Dame? What do you think they're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they say in Miami it was the Catholics and the convinced. However you want to put it. Convinced. We convincingly. Rat-a-tat-tat-tat-tat. Oh. That tail. Rat-a-tat-tat. We're going to be in this playoffs. 
Okay. Now we got bigger things on mind. Can we go back though? Yeah, Great job, yeah. boys. I think the listen, whole we're, all we're all thinking it. Deal. What is it? What is he telling about Rich Eisen Wait coming? We got to do this right. Coming inside. I don't know what that was. This guy hey, inappropriate. Could be you fam. Yeah, what's up? Oh, that's Rich right there. You see right there? I'm already right here. I right just here. got to work. <laughs> coming to work the right way. Ooh. Rich pulling up, but I need him to come inside. Ooh. So we can do this right. Hold on. <laughs> like, his voice gets creepy well, then when he, he talks says about it. So everyone can see it. Now, does he say pull up? Does he say Rich just pulled he up says, or pulled out? No, he said pulled up. Okay, let's hear that again. Because I didn't. Because he says pull up or no, pull no, no. out. There's and then no come out. Inside. There's no out. You're yeah, adding that. Oh, that's Rich right there. And he you pulled up. right there? I'm already. I just got to work. <laughs> Coming to work the right way. Rich pulling up. Oh. But I need him to come inside oh. so we can do this right in front of everybody. In front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that just got so much better and creepier. In front of everybody. That just got weirder. and we I didn't even know it was that weird until we just heard that. Oh, okay. We are sick. Human beings, dude, Michael man, Irvin, oh, man, you, are. you know, Mike. Dude, that's not I just us, got dude. to work, <laughs> coming to work the right way. Rich pulling up, but I need him to come inside so we can do this right in front of, in front of everybody. In front of everybody. <laughs> oh my god. In front of everybody. Oh, Sorry, no. I have to make drops all weird today. Oh man. Not as weird as Michael Irvin. No. Rich but... pulling up. But I need him to come inside so we can do this right <gasps> in front of everybody. <laughs> he like parks up there. It's like, oh, this is public, too. In front of everybody. In front of everybody. I don't know if in that's Bleep Talk or the Week. That's or... when we need to get the right out. Rat-a-tat-tat-tat-tat. Oh, man. <laughs> God bless Michael Irvin Gosh, for providing us. I don't even us know audio what that gold. is, dude. Is that Bleep Talker of the Week or is that something completely different? I think different? that's like Sex Ed of the Week. Yeah, I think so. I you think know? that was Dirty Talk of the Week. <laughs> Dirty Talk of the Week, Michael Irvin, man. Woo, that's awesome. That was hot. Le'Veon Bell. He's Le next. Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. Now, he's got better soft tissue than you gave him credit for. Yes. I don't know if I've apologized to him yet. You did. You did. But I think you could do it again. Yeah, Le'Veon, dude. I'm sorry, man. Because you're you're on my team now. Remember, I own the butt snorkelers. You're you're really, you're our MVP. Okay? So, I love you. And I know I said that you were going to tear that hamstring for holding out. And you know what? You defied me. So, you're the man. I love you. You're a stud. You must be working really hard. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. Glutes are good. Well, Le'Veon Bell, he gets the not dare. The week award. He's not doing heavy back squats. He's not doing heavy back squats. It doesn't seem I'm like... I'm going to go in tomorrow and I'm going to do heavy back squats. Not it's, not Le'Veon. No, that's not Le'Veon. Le'Veon, quite quite the opposite. I don't even know if Le'Veon Bell wants to play football anymore. And just like that, we done. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I'm trying to tell. They be running me in. They said, crown in practice, bro. I'll take every damn rep. Uh, well, not every rep. JC be giving me a little couple breathers here and there, but goddamn, bro. <laughs> bro, Thursday's the worst day of practice. <laughs> I be thinking, like, why I sign up for this football, man? Why I sign up for this football? Like, I should have chose, like, lacrosse. <laughs> hey, don't get on those laxing guys. This stuff, too, it's too much of my body, bro. My body. It's bro. too much on his body, man. He ain't trying to do no extra back squats. Imagine he is complaining about Thursday practices. 
He now has to play a game this Thursday night against the Tennessee Titans. Fair point. Think the NFL, and we've seen more and more players after the game. A lot of Seattle players did it after this week's game. Well, Richard Sherman tears his Achilles. Get rid of Thursday night football. And I'll tell you what, with this player safety stuff, yeah, it's completely hypocritical and ridiculous to be playing Thursday night games. Well, Le'Veon Bell, thinking about playing anything else besides football, gets your Not Derek Wolf of the Week award. And last but not least, we have another football, two football guys. Chris Long. Heavy back squats, guys? I think these guys are probably heavy I back think squats. So. I'm going tomorrow, and I'm going to do heavy back squats. I think Chris will be there. Me too, Derek. Chris Long and Menelik Watson, or Menelik, I don't know. It's kind of a funky first name. It's Manelik, but I don't know. Manelik? Manelik me. Manelik Watson. Manelik Watson. All right, Manelik. Are the Raiders? Chris Long and Manelik. He was with the Raiders. Who's he with now? Broncos. The, the, the Broncos? Broncos. So this is this is audio. This is audio in-game footage of the Eagles versus the Broncos last week. Last week. So this, this is, is old. This is Chris Long and Manlick Watson. Sportsmanship of the week for their little exchange. This is pretty funny, man. I know a lot of the sacks aren't on you. No, I just see. My, set, my technique's terrible right now. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> He's like, Chris Long's like, yo, man, I know all those sacks aren't on you. The guy's Manlick's like, dude, my technique's terrible right now. Chris Long's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. That's awesome. It's like two just two. They're just having like good banner back and forth. Yeah. Like, dude, I know it's not on you. And he's like, bro, no, I'm struggling today. No, you're good. Nah, you're dude, good, you're dude. doing good. You're trying hard. Don't worry, but keep your head up, man. It's 40 to zero, but don't worry. It's going to say easy for you to say Chris Long. Teams eight and one and up by 50. Things are just looking gravy for you. Jeez. Sportsmanship of the week, Chris Long, Manlick, Man, Manlick, Manlick Watson. Hope I got that right, Manlick. And that's it, believe it or not, for Hit the E-Spot. I love it. Another good, strong edition of hitting that E-Spot. Two for two? With Eric Schiefall. I think so. I think we're two for two. Felt pretty good. I don't know if it was as good as last Batting week. Batting 1,000. Uh, might not have been quite. It's never quite as good as the first time. First time for everything. That's what I always say. Is usually the best. Sometimes can get better with practice. I don't know. I think Derek Wolf. things, I should say. Derek Wolf definitely held his own today and a creepy... Dirty talking Michael Irvin. The dirty talking Michael Irvin, I think, really is what got us and the fans listening. Uh, because I'm, yeah, I can read minds, and I know the people right now listening on iTunes podcast, Blog Talk Radio, WBLC Sports. You laugh at the Michael Irvin. That's the Michael Irvin stuff. Yeah, he really carried like it. That. But Derek Wolf, man, thanks to you and your back squats, because that was a key hog. Heavy too, not and just back squats, but like heavy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not just back any squats. kind of back squats. Heavy back squats. Yeah, that's the key right there. No Split Seats Podcast, Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafala, Producer Bam. We just talked about it a little bit, but Eric is still fully, fully torqued. He is in nothing but a Miami Hurricanes hoodie right now. I was going to say, you didn't mention anything about how torqued I was. Like, no compliments, Eric, nothing about how Eric, freaking you, voluptuous I, it is. You can't just give it all up at once. This is the segment. I always compliment your chub. And now I come in here freaking I'm torqued? I'm complimenting you right now. Halfway like, through the dang can show. You live in this moment with me, bro. Can you not just embrace it right now? You always got to complain and whine. It's like, why didn't my tort get any love like, it's right when I walked in? It's love right now. It's been... getting pampered. If you'd let it, you keep whining. Shut your mouth. Keep pampering it. It's fully torqued. It's out. <laughs> and, it's, it, and how's it look? It is engrossed in celebration. The you 
Hoodie is on. He has made his own turnover chain that he is wearing. No pants, no socks. Obviously. No shoes even. Hair is flowing. Golden locks of highlighted blonde in with the brown Italian stallion chest hair flowing. It is. In celebration of the Miami Hurricanes. Dang, DJ Bab, did you do, did you really have to do this, man? You guys did all this for me. Just for you, brother. It is finally the time. Is that time. Uncle Luke? You can come out of hiding, dude. It's like 2000 Oh, I'm coming again. out, bro. The U is back on top of the mountain. They knock off the third-ranked Fighting Irish, and they remain undefeated. Damn right. As we await the college football playoff committee oh, rankings. Oh, crank that, Bab. larger but you just did yeah well that you saw that extra vein and that <laughs> thing comes out Shot couple yeah man dude feels so good like it feels so good how good does it feel and you guys welcome me with the with the, the complimentary torques and the and the uncle luke on the dj board hell man. yeah hell yeah party dude and i'll tell you what it's been you're right we are coming out we're coming out we're on college bleeping game day and they got numbers I don't know if you saw everybody was watching game day. They had Alex Rodriguez picking games. Really? He went 12 and 0 by the Why way. Why did they have A-Rod picking? Uh cuz he's he's just a Miami guy. He didn't even attend the university. Like he's just exactly. a quote unquote Miami guy. I feel like they could have gotten a lot of people and they go for Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, well I think the Rock was tossed around. The Rock would have been cool cuz he obviously would've is an alum. Incredible. Yeah, I wanted J-Lo and A-Rod. I wanted the duo oh, okay. cuz okay. they go to the games, man. They're they're sexy are and whatnot. They owners are, are they involved in the, in uh, the Marlins? No, um no, in the Dolphins. I think J-Lo's got I think okay. J-Lo's got a little stake I knew in the it was Dolphins. something. Yeah. No, I mean A Rod guilty by association, I suppose. But they're both Miami. They're both Miami people. So, so A Rod was on there. And by the way, hate that, that guy. Is that not what? the comeback story of just the world from A Rod? He goes from just like no, he's still everybody hates him in baseball. No, still an ass. Just booted from the league. Yeah, he's booted in my life too. I, I hate the fact that he's got a job on Fox. And now, exactly. Now he's got a job on Fox. I, smiling. I he's you, on game day. Oh, did you ever doubt it? If you're, if you're in this world, if you're good looking, you can get away with murder, for the most part, right? The dude, hmm. look, I'll give it to him. He came out. He apologized. He cheated. I don't think he ever needed to. He had more freaking talent than than anybody else I've ever seen in the sport. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many things throughout his career and being a, a sore, bitter Ranger fan where I think we're still paying him off. We might have just finished paying him off. Dude, he's brilliant whatever he's doing because that guy went I'm not from a big fan. hated to now he's on still college game day. Still hate him. But yeah, Didn't even attend him. the university college game day. Yeah, he turned it around, but I still Way hate him. Way to go, A-Rod. Nope, and still on and my he landed, landed Jennifer Lopez. That's a big win. Absolute beaut. That dude's killing it. Way to go, A-Rod. But back to the Canes game. Dude, I, I haven't had an important... The last important Canes game I've ever watched was... When we were losing to Ohio State in the championship game, 
years ago. The one that they probably should have won. Yes, everybody. Not the probably. There's no probably yeah, about they, they it. Should have won that. That game should have ended. It was a bunch of crap, and it they was. had like five turnovers in that game. It was ridiculous. Maurice anyways, Claret, though, baby, Maurice Claret. Anyways, that was like the last big game I got to see as a Hurricanes fan. The rest has just been all downhill. So I had literally when I tell you, Walchick, because I'm a Miami fan, so Dolphins haven't had many big games. Saturday was the funnest football game I've ever gotten to watch as a ever. fan ever in my life. I had so much fun. I literally had the chills in the beginning of the game. Like, unlike the third play of the game, we sacked the quarterback, and it was just like hard rock was going nuts, dude. It was a blast. I had so much fun watching that game, and they, came, they surprised the heck out of me because I didn't know that they'd – I didn't think they'd be able to do that. That was supposedly the best offensive line ever, better than the Cowboys offensive line. Every one of these guys is going to be a first-round pick. Their guards, a Hall of Famer. Their left tackles, freaking Tyron Smith-like. A healthy Tyron Smith. Thank you for that. And the Hurricanes' defensive line absolutely dominated them. They run on everybody. They couldn't run anywhere on. It was just, it was a complete dominating performance. The turnover chain made four appearances. That thing has taken over all of the world. I can't wait to get a turnover chain t-shirt. Not an actual turnover chain, because... I'm a nosebleed cedar, man. I ain't got that kind of money. Well, we know the turnover chain was on Mr. Bandy after this 65-yard pick six. Trajan, true freshman. U. True freshman. Let me hear it, Trajan. Shotgun snap book. Looking to his right. Throw. Got He's it. Bye now. He's going to go all Bye the now. way. He's at the 40. At the 30. Near sideline. 20. 15. 10. Trajan Bandy takes it all the way home. Touchdown, Miami. 66 yards. Joe freaking Zagaki, man. He's such a baller. He's got like like a musical flow to his Joe Zagaki, 41 to 8. The Canes absolutely destroyed. Punished those freaking the Catholics. Irish. So now the question is how high are they? They're number two in the oh, AP. So high. I don't think anybody's higher. I think they should be number two, personally. I think you got it. You got to go with the undefeated team ahead of the one losses. I think they've done it now. All you can do is play who's on your schedule. No one is higher than Michael beat, Irvin in the Hurricanes. You, <laughs> you know beat this. a top 15 ranked Vought Tech team. You beat a top three Notre Dame team. You're going to play Clemson. So here's it all comes down to right now that you don't want to blow it. You got a game coming up. Who, well, who are they playing in the next two? Yeah, two left in the, the the title game, right? Yeah, at, uh, at home against Virginia. Okay, so trap that's game, one. It's trap, a trap game. game, yep. And then at Pitt, another trap game. So two you, trap games. You in gotta a row. you gotta find a way to get yourself eleven and zero, and then you're gonna play against Clemson in the ACC title game, Ooh. which is the first ACC the first ACC title game we've played in since we've been in the conference. Man, it's been it's been a bunch of freaking lowy 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 years. Yeah, for the Hurricanes. It's wild. So here, here's the deal. Uh, we, we look and see where Miami's going to be. Uh, we're going to be all over two, your faces where we're going to be. Alabama narrowly defeats Mississippi State. They had us here. They got it done. So I, I was thinking we're going to be number one no, on Monday. I don't think so. I think you still put Bama at one well, now. since Georgia lost. Yeah, Georgia. And, and Georgia got destroyed. I mean, Georgia, that was very parallel. And the now way Auburn beat Georgia and the way Miami beat Notre Dame, I mean, no contest right there. Looks like Mark Richt wasn't the problem there, Bulldogs. Looks like it was just that red and black G on that helmet. Something, something ain't right with the Bulldogs. Mark Richt goes to Miami, and we're kicking butt. <laughs> They're kicking butt. We're undefeated. So I think you got to do Bama, Miami, Oklahoma defeats TCU. I'd put Oklahoma at three, and then I'd leave Clemson there at four because they keep winning. But they're not impressive wins. Now, they're winning, but they're not impressive wins. 
The question is here, how far up does Auburn go after knocking off number one Georgia? And Auburn's got a lot to say because they're going to get to play Bama in two weeks in the Iron Bowl. And if they beat Bama, then I think it'll be a rematch against Georgia in the NCC title game. So Auburn's got a chance to play themselves into the top four. Wisconsin, though, they're 10-0. They're going to play in the Big Ten Championship game against most likely. Now I have no idea who it'll be. I think in Ohio State, since Ohio State defeated Michigan State in big-time fashion. But if Wisconsin wins the Big Ten and is undefeated, they've got to be in the top four. You've got to knock out one of those one-loss schools. I don't think it'll be Oklahoma if Oklahoma runs the rest of the table. I think Oklahoma's the one-loss team that would be in. But then you've got the Auburn-Alabama. The, there's going to be one SEC team, in my opinion. I don't know if you can think of a way where there will be one left out. Maybe if Auburn beats Alabama. No, Alabama's got too much credit. I mean, Alabama's still going to win the SEC. Like a one lot. So a one loss Alabama. They'll beat Auburn and go undefeated. Yes. You do. Well, even if they don't, they're, they're still going to win. That the, game is in Auburn. No, I know, but even if they don't, they're still going to win the SEC, are they? Aren't they not? Aren't they already guaranteed to go to the SEC no, title game? I think no, they're not. Because Auburn's only lost one conference game. So if Bama loses to Auburn, they'll each have one conference loss. I believe that but it would go to the head-to-head -head tiebreaker. But doesn't Auburn have two losses total? Auburn, that doesn't matter, though, in out-of-conference and out-of-conference loss. They do have two losses total. Maybe they can media look at that, but it won't affect them going to the conference title game or not. It's all about your conference record. Gotcha. So in that case, they'd have the same conference record with one loss. Auburn would beat Alabama head-to-head. So I believe Auburn would go to the SEC title game ahead of Alabama. So then you got Alabama not playing again. Their last game would be the loss to Auburn, and they'll be sitting there with one loss. Does the committee then say, well, there's still Alabama. They're still probably one of the top four best teams in the country. We're still going to put them in. Oh, I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. That's but where it, things can get hairy. Yeah, well, things get way hairy, and that can be that can be troublesome sometimes. It, it's tough. we got to manscape around this college football thing we do. here. We got a manscape big freaking time. And this weekend, there's not a ton that's going to move and shake. You got Michigan at Wisconsin. Uh, that's a big game for Wisconsin. But if they hold serve and they win convincingly over a ranked Michigan team, I think that helps their cause even further. Auburn's got a trap game against Louisiana Monroe. They're at home, though. I think they'll be fine. I mean, Louisiana Monroe's not a top quality opponent. But otherwise, it's a bunch of trap games. You're just basically trying not to lose. Virginia and Miami. Miami's just trying to hold serve. Um, Oklahoma's at Kansas. You know, that would be an absolutely embarrassing loss. And when we, when we talk about these trap games, is it more like a, like a mouse trap or is it more like like a bear trap? Uh, like, what do you imagine, well, though, when, thought... when, you, when you think of trap games? Because I'll be honest with you, when I think of trap games, I actually think of traps, like a dude well, in the gym or like doing shrugs. And like, so I think have trap like a games. fetish for man muscles. I think of yeah. Bill Parcells saying, don't eat the cheese. Which is for the mousetrap. So that's what I think. Oh, of. so you always think of it. What about you, Bab? Do you have an image that comes to your mind when, when you hear the word, the term trap game? Is that a mousetrap for you, Bab? Or is that a bear trap? Or is it like a normal person? Is that a human being, huge bodybuilder trap? Uh, really, it's none of those. I've always found the phrase to be very weird. Okay. Yeah. Not as weird as Michael Irvin talking about Rich Eisen coming inside of work. Or snorting cocaine. But, um, yeah. I, okay. okay. Bab's doing his homework again. Bye, Bab. Bye. Walchick. Oklahoma, man. Oh, we got together. I hate Oklahoma. You know that. And then now they're going to be in the top four.
You love Oklahoma. You love Baker Mayfield. I don't. I hate them all. Who um, has a better comeback? Is it Baker Mayfield or, is it, or, or is it Alex Equal Rodriguez? Crap. Or is it Alex Rodriguez? B- better comeback. Because they I, both were down and now they're on top of the world. The J-Lo factor trumps all. Okay, fair enough. But Baker Mayfield, never man, he ate concrete after that cop slammed him in the ground. And then two months later, he's up for highs. He'll be slammed in the ground plenty once he blows in the pros. Wow, so you think you're going on record? Yeah, I don't think Baker Mayfield's going to be a good NFL quarterback. People, I've read people, oh, he's the next Drew Brees. I don't see it. Because he's white and he's short? Yep. So they automatically think of, oh, who's a white, short, successful quarterback? Drew Brees? What if you say he's Johnny Manziel? Was he successful in the pros? By the way, Johnny Manziel, I saw a photo of him the other day. You want a Johnny Manziel update? Does that, everybody wants a Johnny Manziel update. Yeah, always. We? Emaciated meth head, right? Well, I don't know totally. I think he's too chubby to be a meth oh, head at this point. Good for you, Johnny. Did you get out? Is he clean? So sober? He's, no. So I don't. I don't know if he's sober yeah, or not. Bless you, Johnny. Seems like he's drinking beer because he's got himself a nice little belly now. Right. Saw some photos of him on the beach, and first things first, he's got a lady friend that is smoking hot. Well, that's I, th- I think always it's his girlfriend. I think it's his girlfriend. But wow, she looks like she stays in tip-top shape. And then the next picture is Johnny on that same shoreline, and he looks not. Great. He's got the dad bod going big time. He's got really, really scrawny arms, and he's got a nice little tubby beer beer gut going. So, listen, all all love to Johnny. Props to you. I respect it. And, uh, you know, if you're cool with looking that way, man, good for you. Well, clearly, he's obviously eating good. It's not affecting his lady life. That's true. I mean, listen, if you can walk around with the dad bod, anybody right now walking around with the dad bod, <laughs> not having to care about <clears throat> anything, with a smoke show on there, <clears throat> right? Yeah, similar to <clears throat> Walter. I mean, he's doing it right. Yeah, you got to do it. You still got a sexy lady on your side. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is, I mean, you guys, you and Johnny football, man, you guys are doing it right. Living freaking life. Here's something that's fun to think about, college football fans, especially here broadcasting from the state of Texas. The Horns are one win away from being bowl eligible. A&M defeated New Mexico this Saturday, so they now have six wins on the year. Projected bowl games. The Texas Bowl, which usually likes to feature an SEC team versus a Big 12 team. The projected matchup in said Texas Bowl is A&M versus Texas rekindling the rivalry. And I'll tell you what, besides the, the two playoff games and the national title game, there will not be a more expensive ticket in the entire bowl season than that one right there. Which one? Texas versus A&M in the Texas Bowl. Where does that get played? Houston. Houston. They That's don't have that at AT&T. Bab, are you going to be there? Uh, probably not going to be able to afford a ticket. If you oh, buy it now, we'll get your credential. It's not we'll official. Get, we'll give you the nosebleed seeds credential, Bab. You'll oh, get right yeah, in. Yeah, you should get right in. We, should, we might need to do the show from there. Should we do, do a live show, Bab? Do they have a girl collection yet in Houston? Uh, Yeah. They do? I think so. No, I think that's, uh, if it's Houston, I think it's V Live. I think that's where we need to be. V Live? What is Bab, that? Bab should know. V Live. V. V is in violin. V Live. V Live. V Live. It is supposedly better than the girl collection from what I hear. That's just from what I hear. Where did you hear that? I heard that from Bab, obviously. From Bab. Bab. He does like those spots. Yeah, and that's in his hometown. I mean, that's where he goes. I think they have one of his old hockey jerseys. Is that where the Astros after party was? I think they have one of his old hockey jerseys hanging up in the rafters there at V Live. It says Bab on it? Bab's been a huge contributor to the V Live company. So that's where we'll be come bowl season. (laughs) The V Live Foundation. (laughs) (laughs) The Jimmy V. <laughs> it's not the Jimmy V Foundation anymore. It's the V Live Foundation. Bab contributes all of his, all of the money he earns. Building a sexier America. All the money Bab earns slaving Make away. Make America sexy again. 
for 25 to 2 games basketball unt games here at, at kntu all the money there he makes go. there he just throws it at all these girls that be live i mean just killing it all right nosebleed seats podcast zach wolchuk area chief follow producer bam we're going to step aside for our break momentarily we will now give it away to our sponsors robert the diamond broker take it away my roberto hello i'm robert of the diamond broker over the past 30 years many jewelry stores have come and gone but we are still here we were one of the first companies to offer diamonds from the cutters directly to the public we are dallas's original diamond broker with an a plus rating at the better business bureau and thousands of satisfied customers located on the northeast corner of preston and forest the diamond broker has been the go-to source for loose diamonds engagement rings bracelets pendants and diamond studs I guarantee that you will not find a better company than the diamond broker to buy from. Want proof? Come see our walls filled with pictures of our satisfied customers. Ask around. Someone you know has done business with us. This holiday, visit the diamond broker for an engagement ring, pre-owned Rolex, or a special diamond gift for your loved one. The Diamond Broker, Dallas original diamond broker, located on the northeast corner of Preston and Forest in Dallas, or on the web at diamondbrokerdallas.com. Hey guys, this is Chris Sly, the Fantasy Guy from The Morning Rant. This is how the show is now. Coach is gone. We've gone completely monotone. I'm hoping that you're going to listen every weekday, Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. This ain't like those other WBLZ shows, damn it. This is like Mr. T in the flesh. You know what I'm saying? Chains around my neck because they dangle low to my sandals with socks with WBLZ sandals. Because I got shirts and sandals and hats and pants and shorts and boxes and tattoos. I don't give a damn. This is the morning rant. Talk like it. This ain't the other shows. They don't censor us. They try to censor us. They do censor us because we ain't those other guys. We make those other guys quit. We made them tap out. They wear shirts that say tap out on them. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Real cool, bro. Right. Real cool, you quitter. We don't tap out. We fight to the bitter end. Look at my teeth. You know what Looks like I fight with crack. But I don't. I fight sports fans. I believe LeBron James the greatest. Me, bro. Shut up. I don't want to hear that crap. This is the morning rant. This is WBLZ Sports. If you're a real sports fan, this is where you're supposed to be. If you're a cupcake candy cane world, this ain't where you're supposed to be. No candy canes. I already proved that once. I like cupcakes. Love cupcakes. I eat them every day. Every day. Just like if you're a cupcake, come around, I'll eat you too. This is the morning rant. WBLZ Sports.com. I'm the coach, my favorite. You want real sports talk? That's where you come. <laughs> Chris I has nothing for it. That's it. Hey, this is Webb from the 8-Bit Bros, and I got to tell you, whether it be for your industrial, commercial, or residential needs, Gen Services is the electrical contractor for you. The Gen Services team has the expertise, commitment, and educational years to help you solve all of your electrical concerns. They have you in their best interest with helpful suggestions to accommodate your every want. Give them a call no matter the size of the job at 740-438-7173. Mention WBLZ Sports and you'll get a discount. That's Gen Services, 740-438-7173. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, E. Glaze, one half of the dopest sports show on radio, the Crush Sports Talk. Check us out every Tuesday through Thursday right here on WBLZ Sports from 3 to 5 p.m. The dopest sports show on radio with your boy, E. Glaze, and Maceo Heard right here on WBLZ Sports. We've got balls.
Nosebleed Seats Podcast, Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab. Sick tune, Bab. Is this a personal favorite? It is. Who is this? This is uh, Royal Blood. Royal Blood. It sounds yeah, it endearing. Sounds like a Bab song. Sounds endearing. Now, Ooh, I, now I get it. Now I get it. You listen to Royal Blood and you eat coleslaw. I mean, that is a, that is a recipe and for potato killing. salad. Bab and I, we but go back with the potato salad. You disgusting human beings. You don't like potato salad? I'm not crazy about it. The cold, that uh, I don't know, dude. I'm not really into it. What about like uh, p- a pasta salad? No. no. I would rather have potato salad than pasta really? salad. Pasta I figured, salad like, is disgusting, dude. As an dude. Italian, you've yeah, got to love as an Italian, pasta, No, right? as an Italian, it's a slap in the face. Really? Really, yeah. It's, it's Italians disrespectful. don't like pasta salad. It is disrespectful. If you bring that to a family gathering, you will be, you will be shunned. Really? You will be shunned. You will be shunned. From you won't be allowed to eat the good pasta. They will say thank you for your dish. You can sit in the corner and you can eat it all yourself. So that is your meal. If I do not speak to us, am ever invited to a chia follow function, I showed up with us. potato salad. Oh my god! What would se- sexy Nick say? Potato sexy Nick, he'd still show respect to you, to your face, but he he would need it. He wouldn't really? need it by any means. But mom and papa chia follow would probably be like, Never "What is again. this guy doing?" What is this guy doing? And that's just with potato salad. Is Don't even get me started on the pasta salad. Like hot pasta only? Yes. With, so cold with, pasta with, is like with, a... No. Cold pasta is what are you doing unless it's less leftover spaghetti from the fridge. And if you didn't have time to fry it up, then, hey, that's on you eating. But we need Italian herbs. We need we need tomato sauce and or, not and or, just or, Alfredo sauce. We don't do any of this pasta salad, cold, like, I don't even know. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Can we, I don't even want to talk about it. Well, you know, it is weird. How bad it smells in here. That's how <laughs> weird. That's You left weird. the room during the break, came back and said it smelled. I don't. You ever leave, you ever leave somewhere? Like, like you're, you're, you're in like your bedroom for a while and you're yeah. just used to it or whatever. And then you walk out and then you, you walk out into fresh air and then you walk back in. And it's like, oh my God, it smells awful in here. Like, by the end of the show, it usually gets disgusting and musty in here. Like, just awful. Just putrid. Must. But halfway through the show, it's already it's already like that. And now I can physically see it. Well, it's probably because you've been half naked. We have polluted the air. I mean, Bab's got his shirt off. You've only got a hoodie on, but the rest is completely out. And I'm, I'm about to put my pants back on. And I'm fully clothed for the first time ever. I know, and that's throwing me off, but... I'm about to put my pants on because I don't even well, feel like getting this stuff. Well, you have to put your weird pants on because right now it's time for this. Yes! Let's just get vaped out right now. I'm looking to get weird. That's weird, man. That's ready to get weird tonight or what? Don't say weird shit. Time to get weird with Walt Chuck, baby. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Oh, so ready to get freaking weird with you, weird. Let's get weird with Wolchuk, episode 39 edition. Michael Irvin already got us going with some weird stuff earlier in the first half of the show. So I already got my weird pants tingling downstairs. Eric, how do you like your wieners? My, did you say, what'd you say? Your wieners. Wieners? Your wieners, your dogs. I don't like dogs. You know I don't like dogs. I love wieners. Hot dogs. Sausages. Like ballpark dogs? In between buns, yeah. I'm a bratwurst guy. You're a brat guy. I am a brat guy. 
I'll, I'll definitely eat a good ballpark dog. Don't get me wrong. Every blue moon, I'll slide into a quick I mean, trip and get a. I mean, not all hot dogs are ballpark dogs. I know, but I will slide into There's a quick the Hebrew trip National. and get that. that Hebrew National's delish. Get that uh, that quick trip cheddar jalapeno dog. Mm. That's pretty good with some mustard. I am a mustard guy on my dogs. No ketchup. No ketchup on the dogs. Yeah, there's people across the country. That's a, that's a war. You know, some people are like, wow, you put ketchup on your dog, you might as well quit breathing. Yes, please. I uh, I will say I'm a fan of the combination relish, onion, ketchup, mustard. Really? You want to go the full-fledged? You go the trifecta? Yeah, I'm fine with all of the above, man. I know some people that do all that plus mayonnaise. I've heard people like mayonnaise on the dog, too. I've actually done mayonnaise on the dog, and it's not bad, but I don't really do it. It's just kind of too weird for me. It's weird because when I look at you, I figured, like, you would be a mayonnaise on the dog kind of guy. I'm liking everything on the dog except for tomatoes because I can't stand them. And I'm not a big sauerkraut guy either. Not a big sauerkraut guy myself. So, like, chili, that's cool. Cheese, good. Cheese, chili, always welcome on a dog. But uh, sauerkraut, well, sauerkraut. Not a big pepper guy on there either. It just takes up space. And tomatoes, no thank you. So that's, see, that's Chicago style. I'm kind of off. I was going to say, see, actually, I'm down with the tomatoes. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with a little bit of even like at, at Quick Trip when I do that and get that jalapeno cheddar dog. Yeah. You go mustard and then you go a little bit of pico on there. Okay. Well, see, and even pico is like, it's tomato, but it's like a mix. Like a tomato. It's got some jalapenos yeah, and some onions. Yeah, it's not just straight. Like, I'm talking slices of tomato. Oh, just straight. Oh no, but I mean that's who, what's on but, the Chicago dogs. Oh, okay. I mean, I would, I would, I'd be fine to eat it. And that ain't for me. But that's why the I mean, ketchup is tomato. So I'm, I've got essentially tomato slice I'm putting on there in place of the tomato. So that's why for me it's weird. You're gonna put tomato on a hot dog with the mustard, but then ketchup is like forbidden. Yeah, you're basically it's basically you've got a tomato, but you don't want ketchup. Where, I mean, is that not hypocritical? No, because you're fine with ketchup, but you're not okay with the tomatoes. So no, it's the same thing. I don't have a problem if people want to eat their hot dog that way. I'm just not a tomato fan. But there are people in, like, Chicago and on the East Coast that are literally, they will fight you yeah. if they see you've got ketchup on a dog. And I think that's, you know what? That's not cool, man. Hypocritical. If you're putting tomato on your Chicago dog. I don't know. I mean, I could fight him. I wouldn't kill him. I guess I'll walk that back. I wouldn't kill him, but I would probably fight him. Okay. Now, why do you want to know so much about my wiener preferences? Well, a 19-year-old man uh, tried to rob it's a, little young, a hot but... dog stand. Oh, okay. In Chicago. A 19-year-old man was arrested at the Oaklawn Hospital not long, he was, not long after he was found slumped on the steps of a home across the street from a West Pullman restaurant that Chicago police say he robbed at gunpoint. About 6 a.m. on Halloween night. You think he was going for the wieners or the buns? I think he was going for the money and the grease. Wow. See, I'd be, I'm a buns guy. The victim, whoop, the victim, who had been passing a bucket filled with grease over the counter, called a for his co-worker bucket. to hand over the cash from the register. As they passed their wallets and a stack of singles to Pouncey, the bucket tipped and the bills went flying. This isn't a uh, Mike Pouncey, center of the Dolphins. No, is it? it's a Terran, Terrian Pouncey or Tyrion Pouncey. It might be one of their cousins. Might be a Game of Thrones name after here, but although he's 19, there's no way. He's too young. He's too old. I don't even know anymore. But we'll go Tyrion because I like the name Tyrion. Tyrion Pouncey is the guilty victim here. So after this hot grease is now being poured on himself, Sexy he grease? shifts awkwardly. He's got a gun in his waistband. He moves and apparently accidentally pulls the trigger, firing a bullet that happened to strike him in his own personal wiener. The guy that robbed it? 
Yes. Shot himself in the wiener while robbing a wiener store. An eye for an eye, a wiener for a wiener, my friend. Dude. He that shot is himself poetic, dude. in the peen, trying to rob a hot dog stand, which I'm sure couldn't have had much money to begin with. But karma is a beach. You're trying to rob the wiener stand and you shoot yourself in your own wiener. Jeez, man. That's like a like Hollywood couldn't even write that story. You no. know, like that's not even a movie. Cause that's so crazy. That's a, that could be a new phrase now. Instead of you know, we sh- say like uh, shot themselves in the foot. Shot themselves in the paint. Shot themselves right in the wiener. Next story I've got for you on Let's Get Weird with Wolchuk, episode 39 edition. It's always sad when you use your piece to to blow up your piece. Sad as hell. Gosh, you can't stop burping, can Not you? even Plaxico Burris did that, man. Next story we got for you here. You a, all right? A man fakes his own death. Really? Yes. Can't blame him. Probably. More than likely, I'm going to be understanding of this guy, but continue. Well, he did so to catch his wife, who apparently was trying to kill him. Boy. <laughs> wait, so this guy killed himself because his wife was going to kill him. So he's like, wait, 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 you can't kill me because I'm already dead. Yes, there's more to the story, but apparently Ramon Sosa married his dream girl, Maria. Maria. Or Maria. so he thought. They were married for six years. But like 50% of marriages these days, Maria wanted a divorce. Maria, Maria. Instead of waiting for the divorce to be finalized, Maria took it upon herself to hire a hitman to kill her husband for a small fee of $2,000. Hold up. Yes. $2,000? Yeah, so that brings me to a question before I continue. Is this a knockoff hitman? Yeah, that seems like a cheap 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 hitman that is a tough way to make a living you got to kill like four people a month just to maintain like a just a basic yeah solid... like what the heck this is a you're like you're taking a human being's life what is a human being's life worth for you worth to you oh and two thousand dollars i'll do it that that is the cheapest hitman ever that is this is her fault this is the lady's fault i have to i have to blame the lady here Maria? if you're going to hire a hitman well for two thousand dollars get this so Ma- Cheapskate, man. What Maria didn't know is the man she hired just happened to be a friend of Ramon's. A f- her husband? Her husband, Ramon. She hired her husband's friend to kill she, her husband? She, yes. But she didn't know it was her For husband's grand, friend? She knows her husband's friend. So Good what, does, God. what does the husband's friend do? Oh, Ramon. You tell the friend. Ding, ding, ding. By the way, Maria. Bros before hoes. Maria wants you dead. Wow. So then comes this elaborate plan when Ramon goes to the police. The police tell him, guess what we're going to do? We're going to we're gonna fake your own death. Ramon, take it away, my man. This is Kel Wanda. That we see where you appear to be dead from a gunshot wound to the head. How did you come up with those photos, and, and how did you eventually arrest, or how did law enforcement eventually arrest your wife? Well, the person that first uh, told me about the, uh, that, that she wanted to kill me, we had our own little investigation of ourselves. We did our own little thing. And then when we thought we had enough to get her, we went to the police, gave her all the evidence, and then they got involved. The uh, Montgomery County Precinct 3 and the uh, FBI and the state police. And then they did their own investigation. And that's when they came with the idea after they have been doing the undercover investigation, you know, we're just going to have you dead. And I said, what do you mean dead? Yeah, we're going to take a picture of you dead in a grave. And we're going to show it to her to, to show her that we have proof that we did our job. 
and then she pled guilty, serving 20 years. Yes, after the next day they caught her and she pleaded, you know, pleaded, pleaded you know, down uh, to second degree capital uh, solicitation of capital murder, and uh, 20 years she got 20 years. If anyone ever runs into a problem like this when they see the marriage falling apart or going their separate ways, what advice would you give them? Here's what not to do. Let it go? It's just, let it, you know, it's just no reason. It was just a simple divorce. You know? uh -huh. Oh, simple. Uh, she could have gotten her way. Very I could have gotten her way. She could have still been here with her two kids from her previous marriage. Uh, she would have lived happily ever after. You know, marriages get divorced all the time. But she wanted your 401k retirement and everything she could yeah, get. Yeah, she wanted all my life insurance. You know how much money I'm worth then. Mm -hmm. And she knew that, you know, she can do pretty well off of that. Well, we're glad you're alive. We want to thank you for coming on The Factor on Sunshine. <laughs> we're glad you're alive. Though. Pretty simple divorce, you know. She hired a hitman to kill me. I uh, I turn around, I fake my death. Thank she God you're alive, jail. man. Thank God you're alive. Oh, man. What a freaking situation. Ramon. She's a schmuck, man. She called the guy in the cubicle next to her husband who, who makes $30,000 a year and said, hey, listen, I'll toss you two grand. You kill this guy, I'll get a million dollars. Where do you think she found him? Back pages or something. Yeah, it's got to be like Craigslist or something. Yeah. Like, I wonder. I wonder what if do you the search husband. For that? Well, I, I, what about <laughs> what about the friend? What about the friend who was like agreeing to be a hitman? Can he go to jail? Oh well, now like, people aren't know you he's a hitman? hitman. Yeah, it's yeah, like now oh, she know. hired you. Well, hold on, wait a second, sir. You've been taking money to kill people. So the friend. And now we know. I mean, it wasn't a very profitable business. I mean, that's you're actually killing... a brilliant point. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> even like, think of yeah. that one. Like the friend. And that's not noted on the article what happened with him. It just says the wife got 20 years after pleading guilty. I wonder if they just totally glossed over that part. It's like, wait, we just forgot that w there's a hitman oh. still running around. A $2,000 How did we get crappy this information? makeshift hitman. Oh, the dude that she was going to pay to kill you. That Craigslist guy. You. Or else, if you didn't know each other, you might actually be dead because that's what he does on the side. I just love that she did it for money. And not only did she do this for money, but she also was such a cheapskate on the front end. Well, $2,000. Clearly, clearly she hitman. needed him dead so she could have some money to spend. And you don't hire a local hitman. That's the first rule of hitman. Oh, yeah, you know all about the, the rules of you the gotta, hitman. You huh? hire the hitman from out of town. You got to be oh. willing to pay their flight. They come in. They don't know nothing. They come here. They do their thing. They go back. Okay. They're not. They're not invested in the community in any way, shape, or form. That's There's no that chance goes. they can be working in the same cubicle or next to as your freaking husband. Of course not. Rule but number one, lady. You, you don't ever expect that coincidence. Gosh, that is weird, Wolchuk. Craigslist hitman happens to work with my husband. What? Never thought of that one. Simple divorce. Next story. Final story. No. Thanksgiving around the corner. Oh, thank God. Drivers. In a city in Montana. Drivers? What kind of, like, like, uh, like Vin Diesel, like Dom? People driving their cars on roads. Oh, just like pedestrians? Pedestrians, you and I. Well, are you considered a pedestrian if you're in your car? Yeah, right. I know you're not. Pedestrians, people walking, that's a good point. So, no. So, you, you just are, mean citizens. You're a driver. I guess citizens. Well, it's not what I mean. You're the one that made that statement, so you're correcting yourself. I'm correcting myself. So, you mean citizens. I mean citizens. I... Nothing to do with that. The citizens of Montana just driving kind of go in their cars. What usually comes out of your mouth, I just kind of accept it and move on. Smart thing to do. You know, you do the same for me. That's what good friends do. So some Montana drivers got Thanksgiving turkeys instead of tickets when they were pulled over by traffic officers. Billings Gazette reports that officers with the Billings Police Department checked for outstanding warrants Wednesday after pulling over drivers for traffic violations. If they found none... They written, they wrote out a warning, gave it to the driver along with a frozen turkey. 
Businessman Steve Guntanis brought the 20 turkeys and asked the department to distribute them in time for the holiday. Driver Larry Riddle appeared very surprised after he was pulled over for not signaling at a turn. Riddle's wife died of cancer, and he lives alone on a limited budget. Jeez, that took a turn. Each year, he tries to make a holiday meal for his daughter and himself. So I guess somehow they found one driver that actually got one of these turkeys, and they were able to loop in like, oh, it's such a sweet story. Seriously, though, God bless dude, Mr. Riddle. That sounds sad. But what a weird situation. Some guy brings 20 frozen turkeys to a Montana police station, and they decide, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to disperse these turkeys around. Officers, if you pull someone over, check and see if they've got a warrant. If they do, of course, arrest them. If they don't, run them off a warning. Here you go. Happy Thanksgiving. Frozen turkey on us. Man, I want to move there. I do, too. Because, dude, turkeys are expensive. They're not cheap. I'll tell you what. Neither are tickets. Speeding tickets. I've had a handful of those. <laughs> Much rather yeah. take a free turkey. Yeah, that's true. Or you could fall to Walmart, uh, break your hip, and uh, get paid out $7.5 million. Whoa, where did that happen? Yeah, that's just the last one I'm throwing in here. I, I lied to you. I've got one more. An Alabama jury decided that an Army veteran who broke his hip while picking out a watermelon at a Walmart should receive $7.5 million for his struggles. Yeah, he definitely should. If not more. I mean, honestly, that's kind of lowballing him, but whatever. Yeah. Sergeant, well, he's also a, uh, reti- so he's a retired veteran. Sergeant Henry Walker, 59 years old, was shopping at a Walmart Hank. in Phoenix City, Alabama. How weird is that? Phoenix, which is an Arizona city, but this is Phoenix City, Alabama. There's also, do you know there's a Utah, Alabama? Really? Yeah. Interesting. I know there's a Paris, Texas, and an Athens, Texas. So I guess we're just taking our names from all kinds of different cities, states, countries, continents. There's an Athens, Georgia as well. There is an Athens, Georgia. Oh, the Bulldogs play there, right? I think there's an Athens, Greece. I think there's an Athens, Greece. I think so. Yeah, that's where the Olympians... uh, the Olympiad drive Man, from, a lot correct? of copycats. Everybody's yeah. copying Texas, dude. Happens. Well, Mr. Walker reached out for the watermelon. Foot got stuck on the side of a wooden pallet under the display. Led to him to fall and shatter his hip. Walker's attorney, Sean O'Hara, said the injury permanently changed his client's life. Sean O'Hara, the former center for the New York Giants, currently of NFL Network, is Wonder. also a lawyer? Wonder if it's a relation. Sean Mr. O'Hara. Yeah, Sean O'Hara. Yeah, he's the attorney's be, name. He's yeah. the center Super Bowl champion. working for the NFL Network. I don't think it's New the York same Giants. guy, though. I think that's just a coincidence. No, I think he's the same guy. Yep, I think you're an idiot. He used to play basketball three days a week and now must use a walker. Yeah, that's definitely Sean O'Hara. To get around. No, I've seen Sean. He's walking well. He's doing fine. I think that's worth it, dude. I, I would give up a hip for seven Would you do million. that, though? Would you fall, watermelon in hand, splatter, shatter, hip, boom, watermelon everywhere, pit seeds out on your face, stickiness, goo? Seven and a half mil. I would definitely do that. I would do that quicker than I would uh, be a hitman for $2,000 a head. Okay, that's fair. And I agree with that. And that is episode 39. Let's get weird with Wolchuk. Shout out to Larry Zonka. And Steven Jackson. Yeah, Steven the Jackson. But not Willie Parker. Not the Jackson 5, though. Not you, Willie. Willie smells. Nose Police Seats Podcast, Zach Wilczek, Eric follow producer, Bab. Now, now, Eric, now it is time to relive. Now? NFL Week 10, how the heck did the Yodas do? NFC Yoda, I got a bone to pick with him. Bone? Football Yoda. Trying to think of what the hell he even picked, but I know. I think Football Yoda, it was like, a. it started off like, oh, no, this might be a really bad day for you, football. And then it turns out, I was like, wow, I think football... 
think turned he out he was like okay. I think he was three and one. Think you're Except, right. Well, I don't know, dude, because he he kind of last second there. If you remember in, in NFC East, Yoda, he 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 took it on the chin for me when when football just threw that Notre Dame's going to beat yeah, the crap out he of the did Hurricanes. Throw that out there. I think that was mainly just to stick it at Eric. But yeah, no, he did. I mean he that did. was I mean that's three and two for football. Yeah, he picked uh, Notre Dame to beat Miami. Decent week, winning week. But man, did it was he boy. Was football wrong about that Notre Dame-Miami game? Well, I think he was more wrong about the Bills-Saints. Yeah, that was tough, dude. We didn't think—I mean, how could you How could you expect the Bills to fold at home? Ralph Wilson, they always play good at home. They always play well at home. The Drew Saints Brees are a Superdome team. Don't play that well on the road historically, but they didn't need Drew Brees to do much. Just the Saints had five rushing touchdowns. Mark Ingram had three of them. And they absolutely destroy the Bills, 47-10. to 10. So, football, Yoda, after the Seahawks defeated the Cardinals, which you said they would, even though the Cardinals, well, the Seahawks came out of that one very, very injured. You already mentioned Richard Sherman's done for the year. I think Earl Thomas was already hurt. Cam Chancellor, I think, got hurt during this one as well. Russell Wilson got banged up, his head concussion. They threw him back into the game. They said, we can only stand one play of Austin Davis, a quarterback, before we have got to get you back in here, Russell. Uh, I don't we care didn't if want you have a sign, concussion. We didn't want to sign Colin Kaepernick. So one and one after the Buffalo Bill debacle. We'll get back to the Saints in a second. No, but the Saints, man. Are well, they... Let's talk about them now. I think we know the Saints are good, right? I, I, I think we I know. I think we have to. I think that was a huge statement win for me to come around. You know, for, for a second, it was like, look, the Saints started 0-2. I still don't quite believe in them, that defense. I mean, you don't think of the Saints having a good D. Ever since they got rid of Adrian Peterson, that running game has just taken off. Ingram, Kamara, they fit. They know their role. Kamara is a rookie badass. And Drew Brees is not having to throw the ball 40 times a game for them to have success. They're running the football. They're playing great defense. I don't even think Drew Brees had a passing touchdown in this game, man. He ran for one. I don't think he threw for one. No, yeah, he's just he has not been that usual like 350 yards, four touchdowns, and two interception guy throwing it for 50 times a game like we're used to seeing but it's because like you said dude they run the freaking ball well they got two good running backs they got rid of the grandpa adrian peterson and defensively believe it or not the saints are actually pretty good we talked about their rookie corner two rookies for them i mean really good job by that front office drafting kamara who's been great for them sean payton and drew Brees know exactly how to use them and then they also draft marshawn Lattimore, the corner out of ohio state in the first round and he's been Dang near the best cornerback in all of football. Not just for a rookie, all of football. One of the best cornerbacks in the league. So that's two stud rookies that they draft. And their defense as a whole has been pretty dang good. And they went into Buffalo and didn't just beat them. They beat the crap out of them. And this is a league that we don't know a ton of. I mean, we're starting to see some things. We can start to see, okay, this team's good. This team's not good. We know the Dolphins suck. We think the Eagles are good. But, man, I think the Saints are pretty dang good, too. Yeah, the Saints are 7-2. and two. And I think you you don't win seven weeks in a row and have that be coincidence. It means you're a pretty darn good football team. And to go on the road, like you said, against the Bills team that seemed in the up and up, now they've lost two games pretty badly, falling back down to earth at five and four. The Bills at one time, we were hoping maybe this is the year they can break the playoff curse. It was only a matter of time before the Bills started yeah. to, to started to crumble, They're man. This is it. about this is their midseason crumble where usually they suck the whole season but those random years where they're good the first half of the year they start off like five and three or six and two 
they always end up crumbling. So it's really right on cue, right on schedule for the Buffalo Bills, man. Football Yoda one and one, and then he shifted his focus to Punctual Indianapolis. 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 Yeah, that was a weird one Woo! for you. Played the Steelers very, very tough. That seemed like that was kind of a, a safe call for Football Yoda, in our opinion. But man, the Steelers made it interesting. But they found a way to get the W twenty to seventeen. And we talked about Juju Smith-Schuster a couple weeks ago. This kid keeps putting up numbers. Adios, Martavis Bryant. We got Juju. We got A.B. We got Lev Bell. The Steelers are riding hot. Maybe not have Le'Veon Bell too much longer. He's talking about that that lacrosse life, that tennis life. Remember? Yeah, he, he does want to go play lacrosse and play tennis. And not Derek Wolf of the week. That's fair. But the Steelers are also 7-2. and two. They found a way to squeak it out and get the W. So 2-1 and one there. Do you think Football Yoda football. was nervous during that? during that game or do you think he knew and he was sitting back and he was calm cool and collected you'd like to think he knew but i'll tell you what i bet he was shaking in his little boots you think his so? little green boots yeah i bet that freaking football yoda was getting nervous i there. bet he was now he wasn't nervous at all in la he said hey the rams are for wheel and they're gonna spank the freaking texans for wheel they freaking did it dude they for wheel snack the Texans around. <laughs> I love bro. how you put a W in there, man. That's so awesome. For wheel for the win, baby. 33 to 7. Jared Goff. We got Bob Woods having all kinds of days. Good old Robert. Gurley out there doing his thing. Man, the Rams look freaking unstoppable right now, dude. Sean McVay and them 49ers, man. You gotta love them. He knows what he's doing. And you know what's interesting is there was an article that I read, and it's funny coming off the heels of that Cowboys game where you talk about how their their left tackle, Chaz Green, was getting dominated all day by Predator and just eating Dak Prescott. And the Cowboys pretty much did nothing adjustment-wise uh, to help Chaz out. Well, there's an article that comes out about the Rams in that game. Early in that game, they're playing the Houston Texans. Jadavion Clowney was absolutely wrecking that game. Almost single-handedly doing sort of a predator Adrian Claiborne. Well, he does look like one. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's kind of the second coming there. Uh, he was having an Adrian Claiborne-esque afternoon. And then Sean McVay goes into the locker room, makes some tweaks, does some things. Wait a second. Their coaches can do that? Believe it or not, yeah. I don't know if uh, Red J is aware of that. We should we should, uh, we should, should hit him up. We should let Broadus know. We should. Kind of pass that information along. Because I don't know if Linehan. Hey, you can, like, tweak some stuff. Marinelli, do you guys. Mid-game. Like, pre-game or, like, mid-game adjustment. Like, if something's not working, you can go ahead and fix it? Well, Sean McVay definitely understands that, grasps it, and, 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 and uses it to his, to his advantage. And that Rams offense took off in the second half. Saw a 94-yard touchdown from your boy, Bob Woods, a.k.a. Robert Woods. A.k.a. Fantasy Phenom. Goff's looking good. Gurley's looking good. And way to go, McVay. I mean, he's doing a great job. Young coach, young team, and they are playing freaking good. That's another team. Chalk it up. Okay, so we know the Eagles. Saints, do we know the Rams are, 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 are a pretty good team? I think at 7-2, and two, I think we can say now the Rams are a pretty darn good team. And, heck, they might be the best offense in football. Sorry, I'm thinking. I'm just I know. thinking, I and I'm see. thinking, and, and, I'm, and I'm blank. You're looking up at the ceiling. You're thinking because but there's not much going on. Like, exactly. I'm thinking, but it's literally just a blank mind. There's no Peyton Manning no anymore, idea. so you can't just say, well, where's... Yeah, I can't. Where Where can I lean? What can I lean on? Tom Brady's well, the, on the, the NFC. The Cowboys, crap. now they're struggling. Yeah, no, it's not a good time. I think you might be right, and that's all the credit in the world to McVay, and what an indictment on Jeff Fisher. Oh, yeah, and that dude. It's Gosh, nice. Jeff Fisher. Yep. So the Rams keep plugging into the Texans, another team. Why the heck don't you call Colin Kaepernick? Because Tom Savage looks like he freaking sucks. So there you go, 3-1. and one. 
for Mr. Football Yoda. Not too bad on his NFL picks. He recovered after getting spanked after that Saints-Bills game. Packers, led by Brett Hundley, get a win against the Bears. They're 5-4. and four. You believing in the pack now, or you think that was just like the Bears suck? Bears suck. Okay, love it. Uh, the Lions. John Fox challenged a play that lost him a touchdown. Yes, that did happen. John like, that Fox. was one of the dumbest coaching decisions you could ever make Comparable in your life. to Jeff Fisher still living. I know he's gotten two different teams to the Super Bowl, but... Oh, man. I don't Hanging know. Hanging on by a thread know. Him right and Jeff now. Fisher kind of earned that same boat, just kind of living off past. And now that Coughlin's retired, does he lead the league in plastic you red face coach yeah, on the sideline? I think he's definitely taken over the mantle to that. I think he's, I'm like, who else is for there? Sure. I mean, he's, John Fox is clearly a leathery red to face. Think. I mean, Doug Marone. Marone can definitely get leathery yeah, I know. You, red face. You love but, him. And I can't stand him, but his team's doing well, so it's hard for me to hate on him yeah, right now. He's hey, listen, he's winning with Blake Bortles, so i got to give all the love in the world to Doug Marone. Well... Hugh Jackson is just stuck wondering what the hell. His team actually didn't play that badly in Detroit against the Lions, but... You know, Hugh Jackson's face gets pretty red sometimes. Yeah, they do. Well, I mean, look, if I was the coach of the Cleveland Browns, my face would be red, too. Kaiser goes down. He's got to leave. you got to insert Cody Kessler for a little while. The whole thing is just a, a shamble. You think for one second, finally, the running game with Crowell is going well, and the next thing you know, Golden Tate's laughing in your face in the end zone. And the Lions are winning 38-24 to to keep you winless on the season. 0-9 Cleveland Browns, only team in the league that didn't win a game. And because of that, all of a sudden, NFC Yoda, he saw it. 49ers get the first win against the Giants. My, oh, my, how bad are the New York football Giants? And why the hell does Ben McAdoo still have a job? I am proud as heck of NFC East Yoda. Now, he did think that Garoppolo was going to play. We can't let him slide on that. He but said Garoppolo throwing the ball up to like Marquise Goodwin. The track yeah, that's off. so true. You don't need Garoppolo yet. Let him learn that playbook. That's true. They didn't even need Garoppolo. So great job, NFC Yoda. He saw it. The vision was there, and he was confident. So good for him. Uh, the Eagles obviously didn't play, but they come away pretty much with a victory after you see what happened to the Cowboys and yeah, the Redskins. Yeah, they were the big winners. There was three. All three teams lost. They just sat at home, rested up, and now they're gearing up for a Chaz Green matchup on Sunday night, man. Woo! Eagles are feeling good right now. Speaking of those Redskins, they lost to Case Keenum and the Vikings. Now, Keenum tried to make it interesting with two picks late in that game to give the Redskins life, but they hold on to win. They are now 7-2. and two. They've got themselves a nice little running tandem with Latavius Murray and Jarek McKinnon. We know about their defense, led by head coach Mike Zimmer. We get a good matchup this week. Vikings-Rams, two division leaders at 7-2 and two apiece. Are the Vikings another team? We talked about the Saints, the Rams, the Eagles. The fourth division leader is Minnesota. Are they legit as well? Do we know they're good? I think the Vikings are for real, man. And I was, telling, I was actually telling my dad and my brother this just yesterday. I think the Vikings have pretty much the best team in football if you just if they had just anybody else besides Case Keenum. And he's doing a decent job. I mean, he's been winning them oh, he football He put up games. some great numbers, four yeah. touchdown passes. And he's got a great supporting cast. They do a really good job with, with what they have. Dude, Adam Thielen. Stud. Balling. Stud. And we knew Diggs was good, but Adam Thielen is emerging as a legit And Rudolph is a decent tight end. Their offensive line is good, and they got, even without Dalvin Cook, Latavis Murray and McKinnon. Two solid running backs. And they I mean, they put up 38 points or whatever. And yep. we know their defense is good. I think, man, they have the best roster in football. And if they had a healthy Sam Bradford or like a healthy, not been out for a well, year, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy, the, yeah, I mean, we'll I just don't know what you're going to get out of him. Keenum and Teddy, well, if he's anywhere, you'd assume there'll be some rust. But Teddy Bridgewater was playing at a pretty darn high level at the end of his final season 
We know the injury happened in training camp of last year. So yes, there's question marks. You don't know, but if, if he's anywhere close to how he was pre-injury, I think that's an upgrade there. Well, I think the Vikings are a really good football team, and it's interesting. That's four teams. We've talked about four good teams. They're all in the NFC. Yep. Sucks again for the Cowboys and everybody else in the NFC. Another, and it's, and uh, it's an indictment on the AFC. NFC East well, he called it, though. He knew the Redskins were going to lose. He's got all the confidence in the Vikings. Way to go him. And then he struggled. His one loss of the week. He went 2-1. and one. He, he, he wasn't sure about Zeke. He thought Zeke was going to play, man. And he didn't know what Predator. He didn't know Predator was on the other side of the field. I didn't know He didn't know he was going to make an I don't appearance. think he, he knew that Chad Screen was that bad. I don't think any of us did. So, yeah, two and one week. Great job, NFC East Yoda. The other team that is in the AFC that has a winning record and is winning their division at six and three. Wait, there is a winning team there in the is. AFC? There's a, besides the New England Patriots? Yeah, there, there are. Uh, well, and the Steelers at, at seven and two. Of course, but the Jacksonville Jaguars are six and three. Blake Bortles. Now I don't know if you got to watch any of this game. I did actually. Uh, the Chargers seemed like they were going to win it on the road, <laughs> and they literally gave it up with mm. a fumble late in the football game. Jags were able to send it into overtime. I don't think either team really wanted to win. I mean, the Jaguars look like the most inconsistent, maybe not good six and three team we've had in the league in, in quite some memory. I don't know if they're good or not. The defense is legit. Yeah, I think they are good. But because, because of Blake the defense Bortles, is man, so good. I can't say they're a good team. I'm with you, though. I, I can't trust Blake Bortles. So in terms of winning big and winning, like, are you going to go deep into the playoffs? I would say no because Blake Bortles is so bad. But but that defense, man, that defense is really, really good. And it says a lot about them that they're able to win with Blake Bortles throwing the ball because he was doing everything he could to lose that game. I mean, he tried his tail off to lose that game. And unfortunately for him, he just couldn't come through with it. And, and, the, and the defense ended up getting the <laughs> Yeah, dub. the Chargers just find ways to lose. Philip well Rivers, man, that's just the story of his life. He cannot help himself. Uh, and shots fired and right now pew, 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 at Keenan Allen, man. I expected more from Keenan Allen back healthy. The dude gets a ton of targets. And sometimes they're not accurate footballs. But in this one, he flat out dropped some. Big plays down the field. Wait, do we have? Is this a fantasy feud? This seems like more. It's a little bit of a deeper. fantasy this feud. This seems deeper than just on the field stuff. It is fantasy related. Is it? Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. on one of your squads. It's on all my squads. All of them. I am a big Keenan Allen guy. He's a PPR machine when oh, playing. Golly, he's really been disappointing this year, man. Keenan Allen is not a big Keenan Allen guy. I mean, what are you doing? What are you talking about? He's he either injured like or he's not. Yeah. Well, yeah, the injuries have been a huge issue, but when the dude's been on the field, he's been one of the best PPR players. In fantasy up not until this year. year. Not this year. Sucks, bro. Because he's not getting in the end zone. The Titans, I lie, are tied with the Jaguars at 6-3. and three. They get a win against the Bengals. DeMarco Murray found the fountain of youth at with three touchdowns. We love the Titans coming into the year. I still think that's the Titans division because Marcus Mariota is back and looking healthy. The final game we got to talk about. By the way, 45-21 to 21 is the final. The Panthers defeated your Miami Dolphins, Eric. I'm sorry. 45-21. Yeah. Way to go, Fins, baby. Fins up. But the final game that I got to talk about, Bab, have the audio clips ready, and we might as well play these babies back-to-back. -back. Or, you know what? We could just play Cut 71. Let me tease it first, though, Bab. The New England Patriots, they go on the road. They go to Denver. They're 7-2. and two. They're looking like a Super Bowl champ again. 41-16. to 16. They get it going, but it all starts with the man, the myth, the legend, Superman himself, Mr. Rex Burkett. Bab, play it. Snap to Hornibrook, looking, sets, throws, in zone, and it's caught by A.J. Taylor for the touchdown. Hornibrook to Taylor, a five-yard flip, and it's 37-14, to 14, Wisconsin. Okay, hold that on a second. That is so brilliant. I think 
Total wrong did you, call. Did you get cut 71 from the college football Total folder? wrong call. Babs, oh, first mistake no. of the night. I thought you were going to go. I thought you had a clean slate. I thought you were going to make it through the entire show, Babs. Zero too. mistakes. I had cut 71, ready to go. You were prepped and ready. You were doing your homework, juggling all this stuff in your championship hat, no shirt. But it does give us time. There's a quarterback named Hornybrook. Yeah, let's go back to I'm so glad that we got that, though, because Hornybrook's making plays, <laughs> Hold on. man. Snap back to Hornybrook. Hornybrook in Wisconsin. Hornybrook surveying the field. Hornybrook sets back. Stepping Hornybrook. Hornybrook to his left. Hornybrook swinging Chad. Touchdown. All right. I got it. Okay. No, let's hear Hornybrook again. No. Can we hear Hornybrook Sexy again? Sexy Rexy time, baby, then. Hornybrook Gosh, dang it. All right. So this is Walchick's former P partner, high school P partner. Being together for days. First and 10 from the 14 of the Broncos. Brady drops back, looks to his left, throws over the middle, catch by Burkhead to the five, runs to the goal line, tackled by Stewart, but into the end zone. Touchdown, Patriots. Wait, where's Hornibrook? Little Rex Burkhead from the right, little Rex Burkhead from the left, and you got a quick seven-zip lead. Put him everywhere. Rex Burkhead blocked a punt later on in this one. Rex Burkhead, the best running back on the best team in football, the New England Patriots. Gonna get himself a ring. Shout out Rex Burkhead, Prada Plano, former Husker. I love you, sexy Rexy. Woo! Shout out Hornybrook. Shout out Hornybrook. Don't know who you are, who you play for, but that was a funny call, and your last name's funny. Hornybrook, shouts out to you. But Rex Burkhead, do not steal his thunder, Eric. Do not do it. Don't care about Rex Burkhead. Don't care about the Patriots. Don't care about Rex Burkhead. Hey, can we hear Hornybrook score a touchdown for Wisconsin one more time? Sure, one more time. Rex, love you. Hornybrook. Snap to Hornybrook, looking, sets, throws, in zone, and it's caught by A.J. Taylor for the touchdown. Hornybrook to Taylor, a five-yard flip, and it's 37-14 to 14, Wisconsin. Hornybrook to Taylor, man, reminiscent of Manning to Harrison. Of the ages, Hornybrook uh, to Taylor. Yeah, I don't know. No, not going to agree with you. Hornybrook for Heisman. Nope. Nope. Oh, that was our NFL Week 10 recap. Nosebleed Seats podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab. Now I would like to shift gears to the entertainment world. I teased last week, folks, I was going to see the notorious Conor McGregor film. I did. I saw it. It was great. Anyone that is a fan of Conor McGregor, this one goes from the start of his career where he quits his job, like we have played in the trailer in episode 38, and he goes full-time MMA, it basically takes you behind the scenes, his preparation for all of his fights, his first five in the UFC, his title fight versus Aldo. Aldo pulls out. He's got to fight Chad Mendes. I think one of the things that I didn't know, and I'd been able to see a lot of the footage in other avenues leading up to this one, but going into that Chad Mendes fight, and it was for a belt, for an interim title, Connor had injured his ACL in training leading up to the fight been there and the dude yeah you have i mean you know what that's like so imagine like 80 percent of your acl is torn you've got 20 percent hanging on by a thread and this dude completes the last few weeks of his training camp goes in after aldo's backed out due to a broken rib fights chad mendez on a shell of himself acl wins the interim title crazy moment you see how emotional i mean he's never been this emotional usually after wins he's very brash you know he's got something fun to say i mean he was in tears he was nothing but humble you could see really the challenges that he had been through and how much that really meant to him to win that one versus some of his other victories inside the octagon then it took us to the knockout of aldo in 13 seconds to the diaz two fights the loss the rematch 
I mean, the whole thing's awesome. Uh, Conor McGregor's done the rags to riches story, the loyalty that he's shown to his team. I mean, the, the guy, it's, it's easy to get a big head. And Conor McGregor goes out and he tries to live this larger-than-life persona. And he says a lot of stuff that's arrogant and some people might be put off and think that he's a D-bag, yada, yada, yada. I get it. Not everyone likes him. But when you look at the man, the human being, the morals, the focus and the attention to detail and to what really matters in life, Conor McGregor has it all. You know, I watched the 30 for 30 documentary on Ric Flair, Nature Boy. Ric Flair had no sense of self. Ric Flair became Nature Boy. His home life was unsatisfying. He was on the road for 20 plus years. He wasn't there for his kids growing up. His kids, ultimately, one of them ended up dying of alcoholism and drug abuse. Oh. And he didn't want to have anything to do with it. Conor McGregor is the opposite end of that spectrum. He lives the lavish lifestyle. He's got the money. He's got the cars. He's got the fame. When he's out there promoting fights, he does the same deal. Look at me. I make money. You wish you lived my lifestyle. But he's got the home life. He's got a child and a son now. He's got his fight team that he's had with him before he was nothing. And he's kept those loyal around to him with him throughout this journey. And I think that's pretty cool, man. I mean, he's literally living the dream that I think all of us would like to be living. And I love the guy. And not only is he wildly entertaining, but I think he's a great role model for people out there that need somebody to look up to. Conor McGregor's one that you can, and he's one of the good ones. Look up. Kids, look up to the guy that wears the bleep you pinstripe suit, man. I mean, there, is there anybody better? Is there anybody better? It's only 50 grand if you want to buy it, too. Pocket change. I would. I think that's a badass pinstripe suit. All you got to do is kill like 25 people. You'll be at 50 grand. What? What? All you got to do is. Oh, yeah. For two grand a pop. Two grand a head. Yeah, that's true. So that Conor, uh, Conor McGregor film, sure, it'll come out. Maybe Netflix. You can rent it, download it, whatever you guys like to do. For all you peasants out there that uh, need to watch it. Go ahead and, and make sure you check that out. It was Was great. it worth it? I mean, be honest. Yeah, it was worth us. it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to sit here. Was it better than it? Oh, yeah, it was better than that. Oh, everything I mean, was better I, than it. Who it, are we kidding? Conor McGregor, anything with him is better than it. I loved it, but I thought uh, Conor McGregor is better. Is he shirtless for over half the movie? Shirtless in a lot of it, yeah. Over half? Arnold Schwarzenegger also makes an appearance. There's some good-looking dudes Terminator? Yeah, he was in there. You'd like it, man. Go check it out. Sick. Another movie I saw that came out this weekend, Murder on the Orient Express. On the Ornybrook Express? Not the Ornybrook Express. Murder on the Orient Express. We've got a little bit of a trailer to set the stage, Bab's got that ready to go. Let's hear it. No, there is something about a tangle of strangers pressed together for days with nothing in common but the need to go from one place to another and never see each other again. Good God. Somebody died. Seriously. Devante Freeman? On this train. A passenger has died. So they got him after all. You assume he was killed? No, 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 not Well, he was in perfectly good health. He, he had his enemies. Indeed, he was murdered. Good God, a murder here. Here, the murder. I'll rest his soul. Someone was rummaging around my cabin in the middle of the night. No one would listen to me. If there was a murder. What is going on? Then there was a murderer. And every one of you is a suspect. And who are you? My name is Hercule Poirot, and I'm probably the greatest detective in the world. Yes, he is. Hercule Poirot. 
Sounds like a lot of people die in that movie, dude. No, there was just one person that died on this train that they end up getting stuck on due to, like, an avalanche that comes and knocks the train off the track. So all Ekupara has to do for a few days is question everybody on this train and find out who murdered Mr. Ratchet based on a book by Agatha Christie. Based on a true story, right? No, I think it's a fictional character. Fictional character. Based on true events. But I'm into the whole, you know, murder mystery kind of deal. I like that. I was very excited to see this film. However, eh, it was a little dull for me. Did not land. I, it was definitely disappointing. But still better than it. You, obviously. you might think it was better than it. I did not think it was better than it. Wow. Very different styles. I mean, difficult movies to compare. But this one was just, you know, a little bit of a slow burn. The ending surprised me. It wasn't quite what I thought. I think a lot of people that read the books, obviously, you know what happened. I'd be interesting to talk to somebody that read the book, saw the movie, and could tell me how it wasn't as, as an adaptation. But I was a little bit disappointed overall in the entertainment value. It was okay. Not great. Made 28.7 mil at the box office this week. Thor Ragnarok continued to win it all with 57.1 and daddy's home too this is a movie i'm sure that you saw the first one daddy's home mark uh, yeah, Marky home. mark marky market and uh will ferrell willie yeah i i i didn't see the i first was gonna one. say i feel like i've seen bits and pieces of it but i don't think i've actually sat down and watched the whole thing through and through i wasn't really i don't know what it was about it i had not much interest in it and i'm a Wahlberg yeah. guy yeah me too i'm a Wahlberg guy and i'm like a partial... and i like will ferrell i think uh yeah will ferrell's pretty what funny what was the movie they were in together the other guys they're yes, both, they're both yes, that's that actually was an me. underrated oh, comedy. Dude, yeah, that was pretty great. funny. Eva Mendez, yeah. The Rock's in there, Samuel L. Jackson's in there. It's a pretty good film. That's a really good film. That's a funny flick. But, oh, man, I didn't see Daddy's Home. I've heard good things, but Daddy's Home Tomb did pretty well at the box office. A Bad Mom's Christmas and Jigsaw round out the top five. Coming out this weekend, Justice League. Any excited anticipation? Either of you interested in Justice League? I'm not super crazy. I'm not crazy superhero guy. I, whenever I was a kid, Batman was my life, but then I sort of graduated from that, and now it's just sports. It's still your so, life, though. No, because I love just, Batman, too. Be a Batman nerd with me. It's not a fulfilling life Let's either way. Let's hold hands but, together for the cape and the cow. So it, it looks okay. Scarlett Johansson in it in that no, tight bodysuit? she's in the uh, Avengers Marvel films. This is, oh. This is DC. Gal Gadot will be in it as Wonder Woman, though. She's a babe. She's a fox, a Cleopatra. She is a fox. I mean, I'm not... I, we'll see. You know, it'll probably end up being a red box. Yeah, I'm hoping it doesn't suck. I really hated Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice, so I'm hoping for the best. But Ben Affleck, who's going to don the cape and cowl as Batman in this rendition, he's looking for a way out. Ben has already said, I'm looking for a cool way to segue out of the DCEU. Quote, you don't do it forever, so I want to find a graceful and cool way to seg out of it. He said about playing Batman in the future. He's rumored to star in the new Batman solo flick coming out, directed by Matt Reeves, who directed the final two Planet of the Eight films. But again, Affleck, quote, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world from natural to man-made disasters. It's really scary part of the appeal of the genre fulfillment. This doesn't sound like he's really into this thing anymore. And if you kind of watch his performances, it seems like he's checked out. So we might not be seeing Batman, a.k.a. Ben Affleck, donning the caped crusader costume for much longer. Wonder Woman also, uh, the sequel, has moved up in 2019. It was supposed to come out December 13th. It's now coming out November 1st, 2019. 
Uh, basically, they're moving it up so it doesn't have to conflict with Star Wars Episode Nine. Smart move. Yeah, very smart move. Star smart Wars move. You know that's just going to kick the freaking buckets out of the box office. We got Episode Eight coming out here in under a month. So Episode Nine, not going to have to worry about Wonder Woman 2 taking any of its shine away. I wonder if the Yodas are excited for episode nine. The Yodas are probably stoked. I think we're excited more so for episode eight. I know that, you know, the Yodas have also been nervous about episode eight. What the hell's Ray gonna do? What's going on with that stuff? The Kylo deal. I mean, they've been open and honest with us about that, but I think now it's time. Let's check in with the Yodas. Let's see how the Yodas are doing. Yodas, where are you? Get your heinies here right now. It's time for the predictions. Oh, I hear them. They're coming, they're coming. They said they were gonna be more graceful. They weren't just gonna snatch the headphones from us. Jeez, man, they're coming. Oh! They're coming in hot, Jack! I can't see a thing. Dang, dude! All right, here. Football. All right, yeah, well, no, thank you. Thank you. They said they weren't gonna rip them off, and no. they're not. I'm just gonna gracefully hand it to them. Football. NFC East, yeah. here you go. Headphones you go. are yours. Hey, yep. You take this seat. I'll go over here. I'll go. Thank you. I need some water. Anyway. Thanks, Eric. Only... <laughs> Eric, thank you. Yeah, get some water. Get some water. I'll take it. I'll yeah, take yeah, it here. I'll, okay. I'll take it for the rest of the show. Good, I'm good. Cool. Cool, man. NFC East. In the building. What's up, bros? What's up? Oh, What's up? Dude. What's up, man? Good to see you again, football. Good to see you, NFCs. Hey, you had a solid week last week. It's eh? Okay. Three and one, three and two. Man, did you get that Hurricanes yeah. game wrong? Oh, the Hurricanes and the Bills, yes. Dude, that hurt. No, but that Hurricanes game, or that turnover chain. You were wearing that all night. You had you had nightmares about that turnover chain. No, didn't you, I was Walt pretty. Chuck? I was kind of excited about. Come it on, personally. football. Kind of a hidden Canes fan myself, but I really like to uh, piss off Eric. <laughs> Kind of, kind of pissed me off. I don't even know what happened last yeah, you, week. Yeah, you. I didn't just, know you were really into Miami, but I'm really not. Like I really only totally into him. I really only care about the NFC East, but I don't know. It rubbed me the wrong way last week. All right, so week. why don't you run down what's going on with the NFC East? I know the Cowboys. You were wrong about them, and I know Wolchuk has been pissed at you. Yeah, dude. he didn't even like shake your hand. No, Wolchuk. He didn't even look me in the eye. He usually looks me right in the eye. Y'all usually kiss. He usually gives me a. Like on a forehead kiss. Gives me a Like a, a little tap. Eskimo eyelash nose deal. No, manly kiss. Yeah, yeah, no. A respectful manly yeah, kiss. a little grab of the tiny. No, he totally blew me off this week, and it, it, it was in the worst way possible. And I feel bad for him. Listen, it wasn't something that I wanted to happen to him, right? And all the Cowboys fans. I, I wanted, it wasn't even that I wanted. It's just my vision was telling me that no matter who was in that backfield, they were going to be able to run all over him. And, and that wasn't totally the case. I didn't know that Predator was going to make an appearance for six sacks. And I didn't know Chaz Green was that bad of a football player. Don't get me wrong. I knew he was a pretty bad football player. But I did not know he was that bad. So I yeah, dude, he's, he's freaking terrible. Yeah, and as the Yoda of the NFC East. You should have seen that. I, I should have seen it. kind of training you went to, but I, mean, I saw that crap. Well, football, can you can you at least have some respect? I mean, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what it is here. You're kind of just throwing mad shade. <laughs> well, and I've seen you had pretty bad weeks before. All right, and that was my only loss. Touche. That was my only loss. I'm sorry it had to be Walchick's Cowboys. I know you and Walchick are all, all tight and whatnot, but you guys are both freaking douchebags. Whoa. Yeah. That's really rude. I didn't go that far with you. Sir. I did. I did. I did not say that to you. Well, I won my other now, two now games. You're pulling the blame game. My other two visions were First great. First of all, if I recall, you were birthed by me. So show some damn respect to your elders. Sorry, Dad. NFC East. 
Two wins, Dad. Now you got four games to pick, I hope. So maybe it'll be a little better or worse for you. I don't know. Well, now I'm rooting against you. Well, so sad. Football only got three games because your friend Walshick's Cowboys plays the Eagles. That's an oh, interdivision so that, game. That's an interdivision so that's game. Only that, one that, game. Isn't that lucky for you? Mm-hmm. Well, it's lucky for me because it was the most clear vision I've ever had in my entire life. The Cowboys are guaranteed to lose. How about that? Aren't you just funny? Just the clearest vision. Aren't I, you just so I mean, fun. literally the clearest vision oh, I've clear. ever Why had. Why don't you tell me I've all the I've never had a clear vision. Tell me the, the score of the game, who scores, what <laughs> happens. Tell it all to me, Mr. Clear Vision of the Cowboys loss. It's the Carson Wentz show that that's all you need to know, pal. Oh, what it's does the, he do? It's the, it's the Jay Ajayi show, pal. Oh. It's the Alshon so Jeffrey show. Oh, there's three people starring. It's the My Balls Ackerd show. Four people starring. It's everyone. How many points do they put up then? All of them. All the points. Every point. Really? All the points get put up. The Eagles smoke the Cowboys, and I've never had a clear vision. The Cowboys lose this game. How okay. about that for a first pick? How about that? Let's oh. move on to the next game. Let's move on, shall we? The Redskins play. They're not on a bye week, believe it or not. The Redskins are not on a bye week, and they have a tough game on the road in the Superdome. Walchick and Chiafalo were talking about that stuff. The Saints are a pretty good team. Now, the, the, the Redskins are not bad, but they are not the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints are one of the best teams in football. Drew Brees is playing okay, but doing just good enough. Kamara, Ingram, the defense, it's ridiculous. Pretty clear vision here, Walchuk. We got the Superdomers themselves, New Orleans Saints, taking home the victory over the Redskins. Eight and two for the Saints, all right. And those are two pretty clear visions, Walchuk's friend, you football Yoda. And my last pick of the weekend, those pesky Giants. They couldn't beat. The beat hard led Niners. They allowed the Niners to get their first win of the season. And they're going to allow Andy Reid and the coming off their bye week, Kansas City Chiefs. What? The Kansas City Chiefs are coming off their bye week. Coming where? Off their bye week. Yeah. Right onto the Giants' face. Oh, yeah. Andy Reid doesn't lose off the bye. He never loses on his bye, and he's not going to lose this week. It's in New York, but the Giants will take a big, fat barbecue Kansas City L. And that makes three clear visions for INFC East. Cowboys lose to the Eagles. Giants lose to the Chiefs. And Redskins lose to the Saints. Only one NFC East winner. That is the Eagles. Seems like that is a common theme this year. NFC East patches, passes the torch to you, football. How much you got? What you got? You want to give, uh, give me a Hurricanes uh, prediction. Virginia trap game? Now nah, they got it. Thanks. But they will lose that pit. Shut it. All right, football Yoda in the house, taking over three and one last week. I gave you four. I think I'm only going to give you three this week because it's a tough week in the NFL, and my visions are a little cloudy. Weak sauce. Weak sauce. Oh, is it weak? Because all you do is give three. Eric's back there. I guess he can hear us. Eric doesn't care. He doesn't like it. Eric smells. Good. He said it smelled in here, and it does. It does smell in here. But maybe it's because he doesn't wear any pants. I don't know what happened, but that dude's probably got some stinky nut sack, stinky taint. Well, I think the taint is what we're smelling. Yeah. It's not good. I'm going to have to. All right. Here's what I got for you. Thursday night football. Thursday night football is a great game this week. It's 6-3 Tennessee going to Pittsburgh to play the 7-2 Steelers. Two 
playoff teams. Doesn't Bab, Bab, aren't you a Steelers fan? Bab, oh, you like the Steelers? I do. How does that work? You're from Houston. Yeah, yeah, you got your Astros championship gear on. You're yeah. a front runner. By the way, sick nips. Thanks. Well, your Steelers are going to win this week at home. Are they his? I guess if he's a fan, right? I mean, you don't own the team, but would you say that they're your team? Yes. Okay, so if it's the Steelers and Texans, quote unquote, I'm going for the Steelers. Really? Okay, so we've officially. So we know where his loyalty lies. Gotcha. Not, Not a Pirates fan, though. Not a Pirates fan. So the Steelers at home will beat the Tennessee Titans. It's going to be a good game. These teams play pretty competitive football games. When you look back at their last three, all of them within three points. One possession games. One of them was a little more than three. It ended up being a touchdown deficit. But this one will be close. The Steelers at home, though, will get the victory because Le'Veon Bell will carry them. And the butt snorkelers, your fantasy team, you're going to get a dub because Le'Veon Bell is going to tear things up on Thursday night. I think that's Eric's fantasy team, right? The butt snorkelers? Oh, Eric. Eric, is that your team? The butt snorkelers? Yeah. Hell yeah. Of course. Your butt snorkelers will get a win next week. Thanks, football. All right, so now that he's aware of that, sorry, NFC Shield, I thought y'all co-owned the team or something. I know you guys like to butt snorkel each other. Jeez, Chia Falls just stealing my shine That's here. That's reverse bumpkin each other. Oh, reverse bumpkin bab with this with the hot takes. All right, next big time Sexy matchup. Takes. And you know what? Football Yoda's not playing it easy. Your picks were easy. You've got scrub teams to pick. Other than the Eagles, apparently. Hey, that's your fault for having scrub teams in the NFC East. Oh, you, I can control that. Yeah, uh, football. I, as football, yo, and I can control how competitive the NFC East teams are. No, because if you could, the Cowboys wouldn't suck. I'll tell you what I do. I take bold risks, my friend, and I'm picking the toughest game of the day to pick. Two 7-2 and two division champion potential teams. L.A. Rams at the Minnesota Vikings. They're going to do it. They're going to have war with one another. The Rams, Wolchuk and Eric were just saying. Is that what doing it maybe means? Maybe the best offense war? in the league. Yeah, it means. In football, it's war. Doing it, war. Together. Grin iron. Going at it. Pigskins chucking it around. Here's the thing. I like Minnesota's defense at home more so than I like the Rams' D traveling on the road do you have do you have more faith in minnesota to do heavy back squats all week in yes. preparation for the game as opposed to la well the la has aaron donald who i think would kill everybody in heavy back squats but kendrickson Barr for the vikings i think are our back squatters too and everson griffin is a heavy back that dude is a heavy back squatter as well vikings at home get the win over the rams Third and final game. Last pick? Last pick. We're keeping it in the AFC. Mr. Irrelevant? Mr. Irrelevant. The 7-2 and two New England Patriots are traveling to Oakland to play the Raiders. Coming off a bye. They're 4-5. and five. They're looking fly. They're coming off a big victory against the Dolphins. I know Eric cried after that one. Marshawn Lynch did his thing. Killed everybody. Sliced and diced the Dolphins. Hey, Eric. How'd that game against the Dolphins go with the Raiders? football! He's such a dick. Anyway, back to my pick here because I am the football freaking Yoda. You're a bitch! The New England Patriots will end the Raiders' season. Oakland at home, they're going to put up a fight. 
but ultimately Tom Brady and Rex Burkhead are too freaking good for the Raiders and the New England Patriots are going to go to the Coliseum and whip Derek Carr and Raider Nation. There you have it. Suck it, Marshawn Lynch. Steelers. Vikings. Patriots. Woohoo! Winners this weekend. NFC Siota, good luck to you. Thanks, Dad. Walchuk pulling for your boys. Football Yoda out. Hey, what about me? Football didn't even shout out to you follow, man. What a bleep ball. Yeah, dude, I don't think y'all get along. He was looking good, dude. I think he got some new robes. I think he's been working out. Um, <laughs> I don't know that he got that pick. He texts me all of his picks before, so I kind of know where he's going because I'm in a money league, right? So I like you guys my are picks. in cahoots. Well, I mean, look, I think everybody is. I think everybody listens to what the Yodas have to say. So yeah, I'm in cahoots. He texted me the Rams would beat the Vikings. He just told us the Vikings would beat the Rams. So what the hell is he doing, hedging his bets? Sounds like it. Sounds like that's exactly something that football Yoda would do. Oh, what's that supposed to mean? Just he's he's. Oh, I think I said it. I think, what's what's I think the NFC beef? East what's the beef between was, you two? He was a douchebag. Didn't NFC East call him a douchebag? NFC East and football went went head to head there. I, I heard some stuff. Yeah, they, but what is going on with you and a football Yoda, Eric and football Yoda? Because he's a bet hedger. He's a bet hedger. Look what he's doing. He's well, picking the Rams. He's picking the Vikings. He told us. Vikings on air. I feel like that's what he's sticking to. That's what he went on record with. That's what he went on record with. Case Keenan and them boys. I guess so. Heavy back squats. Woo! Heavy back squats galore. I'm going to hit the gym tonight. I'm not waiting until tomorrow, Mr. Wolf. Bullshit. I'm doing heavy back squats right now. Liar! 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 God, such a hater. No Split Seats Podcast, episode 39. That's a wrap. Thank Woo! you again to the Diamond Broker. Thank you to WBLZ Sports. Thank you to Susanna and Deja, S&D Media, for all they do. Hit us up, www.nosebleedseatsradio.com. All of our info's on there. Tweets, Facebooks, Instagrams, all that good stuff. Check us out on iTunes. Subscribe. And, of course, Blog Talk Radio. Subscribe as well. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Come poised. I'm going to go in tomorrow and I'm going to do heavy back squats. <laughs>